This is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2019 for day number four of this five-day decentralized libertarian camping festival in the White Mountains of New Hampshire in the beautiful Rogers Campground with just uh, an an amazing view. We had uh, Crosby, the owner of Rogers Campground, on yesterday and you know, Mark, of course, we always have to talk to him about the mountains and the, you know, the, the view here because it is incredible and it deserves repeating uh, for listeners that may be new to the show that haven't heard us gush over uh, Roger's campground in this amazing location. So it's Ian and Mark as normal, but also joining us today, Roger Paxton. Welcome. Good to be here. It's yeah, been good, a while. Good to have you back on Free Talk Live. Uh, we love you. Would love you to be on more often, but you yeah. live far away. Two and a half hours to get to the studio. So yeah, that's a little bit of a, of a drive. But I was doing it there for a while, once about a, every month. So you're um, you're here for uh, like your fourth time now yes, at this campground. Fest, I mean, yeah. tell me how how much you love Rogers Campground. I mean, it is one of the most beautiful places in the state. Uh, there's actually the only place that I've seen that has a better view than this. There's a house just right around the corner on Reed Road. It's this mm. big pink house, but it has the most gorgeous view. But other than that, this is one of the this is the second best view in the state that I've been to. It's a it's an amazing view. Yeah, it is. And so I'm grateful to uh, be here once again for Forkfest, which you can go to forkfest.party to learn more about that. I also want to talk about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is coming up starting on Tuesday. Yes. So as Forkfest ends, it ends right as Porkfest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, begins. And I gotta say, um, you know. We started this on Thursday. Of course, we were the first people here uh, on basically on Thursday, kind of got everything set up. And there was just a handful of folks, maybe a dozen or so or whatever on, on Thursday night, which is pretty typical for yeah. day one of ForkFest. Uh, day two, we definitely saw some numbers come in. Cut it, I would say it got us to about the same level of day two last year. But then yesterday, day three... Yeah. I mean, it blew up. Well, it's in a Saturday, way. so everybody's off work and they can right. get in. So yeah, but absolutely. it blew up way bigger than yeah. it did last yeah. year. And and this year we don't have Jay Noon's wedding that we can point to and be like, well, it was because of the wedding, you know, right. people coming in. Because Jay Noon, our, our co-host on Wednesday nights, last year he got married, and this year they're celebrating their first anniversary. I believe this morning. I think that's this uh, morning or tomorrow morning. I don't know the exact date. I think soon. it's this morning. Um, and so congratulations to them both. Yeah, absolutely. And, and some of the weddings that have happened at the Porcupine Freedom Festival haven't made it for uh, for a year, so <laughs> so it's nice to see one of them make it. Uh, but they uh, the the numbers I would say between Friday and Saturday, it looks like they might have tripled or quadrupled or something. Like it's definitely the biggest one so far. Yeah, hands down. There's so many people here. There's so many you know tents and, and RVs up. Vendors, way more than like, yeah, many more vendors. vendors. Yeah. So. Last year, uh, there was one guy, Patrick from Liberty.menu. He was cooking burritos in the morning on a couple of mornings. I think he set up on Saturday morning and cooked for the rest of the time in the mornings. And he had a backlog of orders that he couldn't fulfill quickly. So he'd like take your name and tell you, come back in a half an hour. So there was way too much demand. You know, he couldn't supply it. And uh, the market has responded this year with at least four vendors cooking as of... uh, Friday evening, and and I don't know if more showed up on Saturday. I I think they did, because I think Patrick showed up on Saturday, and I heard they were cooking in uh, Colin's tent. There's like a big party tent down at one of the the ends of the rows. I haven't even made it down there yet. I heard somebody got a steak. Uh, cooked for them in there. Wow! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know they were offering food. I just thought it was alcohol and hookahs. Now that's uh, hardcore. Yeah, but yeah. So 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 Wait there's a at least, hookahs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the quills set up over there, and I see they've got a, a grill out front. So I'm I, I'm thinking there's at least seven, uh, maybe more food vendors here at Forkfest this year, and it's none of the like you know professionals. 
We don't have any of those guys yet. As the Porcupine Freedom Festival kept growing, we started to see like professionals yeah. coming in. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, this year we'll have you Kirby know? Q's. We'll have uh, Little Zoe's again, of course. They yeah, always come. They're, they're great. Um, they said as, you know, as long as we'll let them, they'll keep coming because they make yeah. money hand over fist at, these, at this festival. They're good so, at it, too. Yeah, they are. That oh, but the nice so thing about Little Zoe's is they're actually libertarians. Yeah. They're people who care about freedom. Yes. They're big into cryptocurrency. And we know them because we as live is Kirby in Kirby Q. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Kirby Q's got started at, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Really, basically. I didn't know that. Yeah, they used to do uh, barbecue here for a few years yep. uh, before they actually opened a restaurant in Alstead. I had no idea. Live. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, so Great they perfected guys. the perfected the craft at the, the Porcupine Freedom Festival and then made it into a business that's nice. still open. You know, if you can keep a restaurant open for more than a year, you're yep. doing better than almost every other restaurant ever does mm-hmm. so it's cool seeing things like that you know get started here and then of course you know the, another great success story is my magic mud uh that also you know started at pork Fest, started right? at the porcupine yep. freedom festival years ago uh and they were selling this you know co- home concocted uh black tooth powder <laughs> that amazingly is actually clinically proven i think now to uh, to whiten teeth bentonite clay coconut it's, husks it's right it's charcoalized uh, coconut husks and bentonite clay made into this black tooth powder and it is clinically proven to whiten teeth i just used it this morning as a matter of fact and uh, i'm every time i use it i'm i always feel my teeth are cleaner than they were when i started and they look great and thank you <laughs> so much better than toothpaste in my opinion but you can't use it every time yeah, you're not using it every day no i don't use it every day i use it about once every four to seven days depending on when i remember and you can get it at health major most major health food stores Sprouts, CVS, Natural Grocers, Walmart's Natural Beauty Isle. But if you go to MyMagicMud.com, you can get 20% off. It's not that expensive. It's like uh, 13 bucks or something. Uh, for, no, not at all. And yeah. then you get the 20% off, and that brings it down to you know a very reasonable price. And you can order other items, because since they started, they've expanded their, their line. They've right. got just toothpaste, which I prefer. Um, then they've got the, right. uh, the all classic of- powder, of course, and right. even a mouthwash now. Yep, they got a mouthwash. All of it's non-toxic, uh, and so you can uh, use all that stuff. MyMagicMud.com, coupon code FTL20. You get 20% off. The kids can swallow it, and you don't have to freak out because it's like non-toxic. Right, absolutely. They love it, too, because it's, uh, it's What's messy. the coupon code again? Um, FTL20, as in 20% right. off. My and Magic if you Mud. order enough, you get free shipping. Oh, is that so? Yep. Yeah. That's why MyMagicMud.com. MyMagicMud.com is a great site. So, yeah, all these wonderful success stories. These guys have taken off. They've got a factory now, you know, with a bunch of employees. And Fancy. They're employing it. all their, you know, friends and family, and uh, it's so cool. And, you know, to hit to hit Walmart, I mean, it doesn't yeah. get bigger. I mean, it's, it's great to that. see porcupines, you know, do something big like that. And, yeah. and we see that happen all the time. It's great. I love it. Well, I mean, they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're natural. The people that, that believe in freedom are sort of naturally inclined to be more entrepreneurial than the average person. And that's the thing I've been teaching my kids. You know, we've bitten, oh, yeah, we've bitten by this bug, that. this entrepreneurial bug. And I, I want to talk about the candy. Okay, yeah, let's do that. So I got some right here. <laughs> Freeze-dried Skittles. You had one this morning, I had two. Yeah, you can't have more just one. <laughs> really yeah, so we, we went and bought a a home freeze dryer. There's only one company I think that makes them. Harvest what inspired right. you to do that? So we started a garden, and uh-huh. we you know we have the chickens, so we've got eggs coming. We're going to start meat chickens this uh, this summer after pork fest. So we wanted a way to preserve the food that kept as much of the nutrients as possible. Hmm. Canning loses like forty percent of the nutrients. Okay, really. Um, what's the? There's another way. Anyway, most of the ways to preserve food, you lose so much nutrients. Freezing. 
Uh, well, yeah, freezing. Well, freezing usually keeps it, but you can only do that short term. Yep. But we're talking long term storage. Mm-hmm. With freeze drying, you only lose about three percent of your nutrients, and you wow. can store that food for twenty five years or more. So it's like, well, you know, it's an expensive thing to do, but we want to store some food. You know, we want to invest in food for the future because uh, you know food prices are going crazy, of course. And so we we bit the bullet. We bought this thing, and then mm-hmm. found out, hey, you can also you know make a little bit of money by freeze drying these crazy candies that do just you know they explode and they and the, it intensifies right. the flavor. Yeah, the, the Skittles here are exploded. Yeah, they, are, they kind of just because of the out moisture of the in there, yeah. right? Yeah, it just took it all out somehow and yeah, turned so, like popcorn. Yeah, so basically, right. what it does is it drops the temperature to negative forty and slowly brings that temperature up in a vacuum. And of course, water can't exist in a vacuum mm. and not in a, in a liquid form. So it just pulls that that moisture out mm. and uh, and it does weird things to the candy. How long does it take? It depends on and, what you're doing. So if you're doing something like pineapple or watermelon that's very water heavy, uh-huh. it can take up to forty eight hours through the machine. Uh-huh. But things like Skittles or the caramels that we do that kind of blow up into these little cotton candy balls. Now, these take about 20 hours. Wow. Now, how many can you load in? Can you, like, load a whole bag, like a giant it bag? It depends on which, because they have different the sizes. The size. Right. <laughs> they have a small, medium, yeah. and large freeze dryer. We went for the large, because we knew we wanted to do yeah. big. Well, once you, um, you know, get something like this, usually the medium, the, the small costs X, and then the medium and the large cost slightly more. That's exactly and right. And... It, it's like, why, well, why not just go for that? Yeah, it made no sense to not go for the large for what we were trying to do. And I think we paid, with shipping and everything, and this is a big honk, it was like $300 to ship it alone. Mm. But I think we paid $3,200 for it, and that included everything we needed. Um, and uh, so, you know, it is what it is, and we're having a great time. Yeah, when I walked up to uh, y'all's tent over there, and I saw the spread of these these candies, I thought, oh, wow, did you guys, like, buy these things, and you're reselling them, but you're actually making them. Yes. You guys got, like, really cool-looking foil packaging, yeah. and you've got your wife, uh, Jessica, did the, the logo work yeah. and the graphics work, and it... It looks great. It's very attractive. And yeah, basically what we do good. is we, we go to BJ's, we buy in bulk to save money, and then we run it through. And the thing is, you, you put in the machine and then you Hold forget about it. Hold that thought. We're going to continue here with more Free Talk Live from ForkFest 2019. This is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2019, brought to you by local.bitcoin.com, which is where you can go to buy and sell Bitcoin cash with dozens of payment methods, PayPal, Venmo, bank deposits, remittances, cash in person, and more. It's a brand new website. It's been around for maybe almost two weeks uh, at this point. So, you know, it's still new. They're still growing. And uh, there's a lot of growth that uh, can happen here because Bitcoin Cash, I think, has got a pretty bright future. It's a really nice version of Bitcoin that's much cheaper to spend. I just used it this morning to buy my coffee. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. The fee was what? Less than a cent? Oh, yeah. It was dirt cheap. Yeah. Almost nothing. So if you need more Bitcoin cash or you want to get rid of some of it and maybe turn it into uh, you know, some other crypto or perhaps uh, you know U.S. dollars or some other currency, local.bitcoin.com can help you. And uh, there's a couple key differences between local.bitcoin.com and other sites that do similar things. Local.bitcoin.com is encrypted communications between buyer and seller. So the site itself doesn't know what you're saying. Uh, to one another and then unless of course you need an arbitrator and then you can give them access you decide who gets access to uh, the chat if you need to settle some sort of issue that comes up and if you you buy and sell enough sometimes something's going to come up between buyers and sellers Um, but also there's not it's not custodial meaning they don't hold your bitcoin cash 
your Bitcoin Cash, you load it into a wallet that you control, and then when you go into a sale, it goes into an escrow that's based on what they call a smart contract. So they've added smart contracts to Bitcoin Cash, I guess, within the last year or so. And uh, so the site itself doesn't ever touch the funds until the, f- the sale is finished, and then a small portion goes to the site as a fee, and that's it. So therefore, since they're not holding your funds, they're not a money transmitter or whatever, so they don't have to get your identification from you. There's no so-called know-your-customer uh, requirements here. So it's the most private way to buy and sell cryptocurrency uh, that I've seen online as far as these these online sales sites that allow you to trade with other individuals. Pretty cool stuff. Now, each individual may have their own requirements. Like if you buy from me, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you for your ID because I've, I've been selling on the Internet long enough. I've gotten scammed hard. Uh, so I've, I've learned the hard way. But the site itself will not require any of those things. So go to local.bitcoin.com. Get started there. Uh, that's local.bitcoin.com. We're here at ForkFest. It's Ian Mark and Roger Paxton with us from the Lava Flow. Good to be here. How can folks go and listen to your show the lava flow.com that's where everything is and it's once a week it's once a week right. yes except for last week and this week because you know pork fest you're happens. hustling pork fest you're happens. the organizer well, one of the two jess and i are the organizers yeah. Yeah. organizer team of uh, the porcupine freedom festival and and let's jump into that here because you know we talked about freeze drying and that's really cool yep. um and if you're at the porcupine freedom festival coming up in a couple days you'll be able to try some of those yes, freeze dried in front candies, of the blue cabin yeah. uh, that we talked about i grabbed some skittles two bucks for a fairly large package of them i'm happy with it Good. i'm gonna go try some more later on because definitely try the caramels candy. and the saltwater taffies because right. you know they take this little bitty thing and blows it up. It's almost like cotton candy with a crunch. It's fantastic. And you guys are, this is your last year organizing the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It it's, is. I think two years is enough for it's anybody. It's brutal work, Holy right? Cow. Yeah. You know, the, the theory was that after we do it one year, we've got the institutional knowledge, we've yep. got the background yeah. that the second year would be easier, right? Well, <laughs> in theory, that's great, but in practice, not so much, because you lose really? so many people with turnover from your, your main your spots, volunteers your main volunteers, such? that you know you have to retrain people and you have to obviously pick up a lot of slack for them. So it's definitely, I mean, I mean, it is a, probably a little bit less work, but not a tremendous amount less. Right. So it's still a lot it's of work. It's a lot of plates in the air yes. because, you know, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is basically the largest libertarian camping festival out there. It's it got a long history. Is this yep. year 17 if you include year six, zero? Yes, if you include year zero, it's okay. 17. Yeah. Oh, and I heard you uh, the other day, it's Escape to New Hampshire was z- year Thank zero. You. That's what they call yeah. it. Yeah, that, and that was here at Rogers Campground it many was years here. ago. Yeah. Escape to New Hampshire and something like Night on the Palisades. I, I mean, wasn't that a longer? That part. Yeah, there was like a, a longer part to it. Tim London uh, was the organizer of it. <laughs> Who's the, here, the by the way? Who's here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a fantastic guy. Yeah. Cool guy. So uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, long history, uh, mm. bringing libertarians together. Uh, most of li- most of it was on this campground. There were a couple of years where it mistakenly it went to a, to a government campground. Yeah, that was. <laughs> was like, I don't know who. What made were that they decision. thinking? I don't know. That was not a good decision. <laughs> they were trying to get a little farther south in the state, is what they were trying. Well, to Well, I mean, it is a really hard yeah. place to get to. I mean, it, you know, you can fly into Manchester, but yeah. then it's what an hour and a half from Manchester up here. And how do you get? It's got to be you more a than car. That. It's got to be two hours. It may be, but it's hard to get here from there because it's so. two and a half from Keene. It's yeah, a little yeah. remote, but the remote places in the world are the most beautiful. Yeah, Absolutely. it's worth you know, the trip. Yeah. It's, uh, it's worth it. it. You know, the the cityscapes ruin remote, beautiful Nobody places. Nobody who comes up here is going to say, man, it really wasn't worth driving over. Right. This is beautiful. Well, and the drive itself is beautiful yeah, to get here. Really I mean, you is. go through the notches. I mean, it is just gorgeous. We usually go up through uh, 91 on, in Vermont and then come back down. Yeah, we, from, we, we, we go through the People's Republic of Vermont in order to uh, to get here. Which then, is also beautiful. You're just going over rolling hills yeah. the entire time. Yeah. 
It's wonderful. So go to porkfest.com. You can learn it's more. Uh, about New Hampshire and Vermont are uh, sister states with a dividing line of socialism that runs <laughs> right true. down the middle. It's true. <laughs> well put. Yes, absolutely. So if you go to porkfest.com, you can learn more about uh, what's coming up this week. And that, so I was just saying, you guys have a lot of plates to juggle because, you know, I, I having organized the uh, Keenvention for a few years, I did all that myself, but it was it was just one stage. Yeah. There's only you're either watching what's going on on the stage or you're hanging out with yeah. whoever's not watching what's going on on the stage. So it kept it simple. Whereas here, I mean, what do you got? There's the pavilion. There's another speaker's tent. There's what else? So we have creating communities, which yeah. is where we try to do the New Hampshire centric stuff. You know, talk about what's awesome about New Hampshire. Um, we have the upper uh, picnic tent where there's always events. We have the lower picnic tent where there's events. There's always uh, there's going to be events in VIP this year. We're going to have music and things like that. Uh, Q and A's after. Um, I mean, it's just there's something going. There's over 200 events this year. I think we had 250 God. last year, but over 200 events. And this that's year. over five days. Over five days. Yeah. So there's always some. Oh, we have the porcupines for all the kids. Right. Um, that is running all day and all night, even family movie night every night. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a. I don't care if you're a partier, if you're a kid, yep. you know, if you're your family, whatever. There's something for you to do here, and that's what we, you know, Jess and I tried to bring back to do, uh, to Porkfest. Is it was moving to that direction where it was, you know, it was great for families, but it wasn't right. so great for people who were single and and you know wanting to meet people and things like that. So we've tried to kind of meld it to where it's great for everybody, um, and I think you know we've succeeded last year. I think so. We'll see. Good, and and something like that is going to bring people back because. Right. Even if they can't come back the next year, because sometimes people are busy and they yeah. just can't, um, they want to come back. Sure. And this is what we were talking with uh, with Crosby about yesterday on the show is this is such a memorable, just the campground alone is memorable, but to, to come to these events, I mean, it's just, it's an unforgettable experience. We had, uh, Mark, you and I had the experience of moving here first, so we've never missed, you know, uh, one of these festivals until a few years ago, but uh, <laughs> but you know we've never missed coming to Rogers Campground right, right, uh, right. every single summer, and because it is that amazing of a of a place yeah. and an experience. Right after I guess so ten years in, in in the ten year time frame we haven't missed it. We didn't come obviously before we moved up for the uh, the Free State Project right in two thousand. But a lot of people do, and this is what sells people on coming up here. It's like oh my well, god, there's real libertarians. We here moved together. up here before we actually came to a pork fest, and one of the things that actually made my final decision was seeing the pork fest where you were videoing the uh, the bureaucrats <laughs> who tried to come through, and it was like that's something I want to be involved in. <laughs> you know, I want to be involved with these guys. They haven't who are come standing back either, together. have they? You know, these guys are standing up. To bureaucrats are telling them where to take their stuff and does i want to be a part of that so we moved uh, just a few months after that actually that's so. awesome uh porkfest.com well let's talk coming up about some of the highlights i mean you said there's 200 events obviously we can't go through all of them but uh, i'm sure there's some that you're pretty excited about i'm speaking that, well, there's that too. <laughs> i'm actually excited about that <laughs> on what saturday is that saturday yeah, i'm saturday at noon i will be uh, on the main stage yeah, we gave him a, a big stage <laughs> d- directly across from uh, vermin supreme mind that's you. tough competition <laughs> though, is. man i mean he's uh, he does a heck of a show what is, what is your topic my topic is uh, what is freedom and how to find it in your life yeah all right so we got more coming up here this is free talk live we are at Forkfest 2019 go to forkfest.party to learn more about this event there's one full day left uh, if you're in new england get on up here business owners you want more customers accept cryptocurrencies there's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store if only you would take it i know you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy well good news Help me take Bitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale. Totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com 
It's Free Talk Live. We're here at the ForkFest 2019. You go to ForkFest.party, you'll learn a little bit more about the event. It's an unofficial website. Uh, there's unofficial Telegram chat room with almost 100 people in it right now. Uh, there's uh, unofficial forums as well. There's a calendar. All of these things were created by the attendees of ForkFest. The calendar, the chat rooms, everything that's, that's out there. Uh, there could be more than one calendar because, well, nobody's in charge at ForkFest except for every individual who attends. So the cool thing about ForkFest is you kind of do what you want. Um, there's no Agra Alley here. People are spread out all over the place, which is kind of, you know, it's different. It's a bit of a different feel uh, than the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which you organize, Roger yes. Paxton. Uh, Mark, tell me about whatever you want to tell me about here. Yeah, I've got a really a project that uh, I've started with Free Talk Live that is uh, really exciting. What it does is combines the power of radio as you're hearing now, the power of direct mail and the power of digital all together in one advertising platform. So if you have a business and you need to reach people, I recommend strongly that you give this program a look. Now, I'm not going to say it's right for every business, but at this point, pricing is, uh, because it's incipient, we just started, uh, the pricing is quite low, and as you know, low pricing helps with ROI. If you've got a business and you need to try some advertising, I think this is a good way to go it's as easy, really, the program is as easy as 123. So simply visit 123.freetalklive.com. It's 123.freetalklive.com. You'll get a, a deeper explanation. I cannot be more clear as to what it is here on the air. It's a little secrety. Go So go to 123.freetalklive.com. So we're here at uh, ForkFest. It's a beautiful day, yet another one. We've yes. had a few good days in a row. We got a little bit of rain toward the end of the day yesterday. It uh, rained last night. I was actually down at the NEPay.global, uh, I think that what they're calling the Capital Interest Lounge, uh, <laughs> down there, this massive 30-foot diameter dome that they spent basically two days yeah. uh, constructing here. And we just got the good news late last night that they are going to stay through the Porcupine Freedom so Festival. So glad to see so, that. That is fantastic. Yeah, me too, because you know this is an awesome dome, and it'd yeah. be a shame to see it taken down so quickly. Right. Um, and apparently the, the actual site that they're on is available just by chance. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, during the because they're in a pretty hot zone for, yes, for the Porcupine Freedom Absolutely. Festival, and so it's going to be a great spot. It's a great location. They got like air inflate. Have you been in there yet? Yes, Robert? yeah. I went in there late yesterday. Yeah. So uh, Mark, you and I were in there late. My last kids night. love the inflatable couches. They're so cool. <laughs> they're awesome. It is cool. So cool. Yeah. They got uh, they've got like the fake grass on the the ground. Right. There's like a tarp below it. So even if it rains, it's not going to get wet. Uh, in there, they've got a uh, a large parachute stretched over mm-hmm. the top of it, but the parachute isn't quite large enough. To get all the way down to the ground level. It's like a little hat for the dome. Yeah. They were putting some siding on it this morning to kind of keep some of the wind out. Right. Yeah, and keep some of the rain, because last night the rain was kind of blowing in from the side. So they're going to side the thing. And that's part part of the reason they're doing that is because it's actually an exclusive uh, dome. They have have a set of rules. Not just anybody can go into uh, the Capital Interest Lounge. You either have to do one of two things, as I understand it. You either have to have a Bitcoin Cash wallet. Or you have to be dressed fabulous in order to get into that. <laughs> that is totally seeming to Derek. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And, of course, it's all leading to uh, Monday night's event. Now, you know, yes. tonight they're just going to have music playing there. But Monday night uh, they're going to be throwing a big party. Mm-hmm. and it, Looking forward to that. We're referring to it as the Big Gay Dance Party, but they've changed the name of it to something like the Somalian Road 
pirate di- like road builders disco i think or something like that <laughs> which is funny it's a bit of yes. a mouthful but uh you know whatever it's yeah. it is funny the joke is is that uh, everybody tells libertarians to move. well if you don't like it here move, move to, to somalia. somalia and then well without the government who's going to build the roads right. so well they, apparently they... the somalian road builders are going to build the roads so why don't you just Pound salt. Yeah, they rolled it all into one, and they're going to throw a great party. I'm sure of it. Uh, the speaker in there, they, they got one of the speakers that they had set up. Um, that if you were you were at the original Fork Fest a yes. couple of years ago, in fact, yep. you've been to all three of them. Yep. Uh, but they had this massive speaker in a much smaller tent that they had set up in the first year, and it is a very powerful yes. speaker. <laughs> you only need one of these speakers. Right. He now has four. Wow. So there's only one of them that's set up down there last night, but by the time the party happens, wow. he's going to have one on each like corner of the dome, basically, pointed inwards. Well, so. I'm looking forward to it, because Monday's our setup day for Pork Fest, yeah. and of course, that's a you know that's a 12-hour day. We're going to be killing ourselves, getting all the, everything set up. So once that's done, I cannot wait to hang out out there. you got a mosquito right behind your ear there. Of course there I do. Goes. Uh, that happens around here. It yes. does. <laughs> it does. So a very exciting stuff here. And, of course, there's a lot of people here. I would. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's bigger than last year for yeah, sure. Hands down. Uh, hands down. Maybe by like two or three times. It's hard to say how much larger. Crosby was here with us yesterday saying it's definitely bigger. Well, it gets bigger every year. I mean, the first one was, I yeah. mean, they were what, probably... A few dozen. There was a few dozen. Okay. Twenty-five to thirty-six yeah. or so. It was very, like it was very comfortable though, which I liked. It was very yeah. intimate. Very I liked intimate. that, but uh, it's definitely growing, which yeah. I'm glad to see. Yeah. It's uh, like the early days of the pork fest, really. Yeah, it really is. So uh, let's see uh, highlights. Tell us what's coming up because. There's still people that are come up, coming up for Pork Fest this week, and some people that may still be on the fence. You know, should they make the trip up to New Hampshire for this week? What are you excited about as the organizer? Obviously, you know everything that's going on, or at least you have some grasp well, on it. Well, my, my wife takes care of content more yep. than I do. I take care of operations, but but the one I'm most excited about is Dave Smith. You know, comedian um, Dave Smith. Host he does of a the podcast, podcast, part of the problem. Um, he is he's just fantastic. So they're he and his uh, co-host uh, Robbie the Fire Bernstein. Um, they're doing kind of a comedy thing. I'm really excited. About that because they're just they're great really? guys. So um, they'll be on stage doing like a dual yep. presentation. Yep. So it's going to be really fantastic. Um, another one I'm really excited about is the Lions of Liberty uh, podcast guys. Oh, they're really? coming up. Yeah, they came Mark last Claire. year. Yeah, Mark Claire and all of his crew, John Odermatt and, and all of those guys. And they're coming up. They're doing a a, a dramatic stage presentation of hmm. Do Nothing Man. It's this you know libertarian superhero called Do Nothing Man, and uh, so they're going to do this skit, which is going to be really cool. And they're also doing a a, a, a drunk beer pong tournament at the VIP tent, which is really cool. Um, so, so I'm excited about that. It's just there's so much going on this year. Um, then Armani, of course, is ben. coming back. I mean, he's always fantastic to watch. He's going to talk about how sad it was to leave New Hampshire. Yeah, Poor guy. Man. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. They had another child, and uh, they, they felt like they needed, from what he told me, they yeah. felt like they needed family support. Sure. Uh, to help raise the the child, and so they had to go back to one of the worst places in the in the world, yeah. California. I mean, I could imagine having two young babies like that and not having that family support. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were fortunate that when we had two young babies, my parents were seven miles away, which was yeah. fantastic. I mean, you, it's hard to do without that. Even if you've got you know friends and family, sometimes you don't want to impose on people that aren't family so vin armani i hope that we'll see him start a uh, a podcast up again i know yes. he's probably got his hands full with whatever it is and he's doing there but great guy just thinking about that do nothing man skit and uh what it made me think of is uh, I, you know every once in a while you I, I found a few liberals wandering around here at fork fest and they were certainly welcome to have a good time and one of the one of them was railing against corporations uh, is this the hippie moment. guy with the 
The drug rug? Um, no, it was a different guy. Okay. And he, uh, you know, they, they were mad about corporations. And I, and I think the most relevant question... They suck. Corporations suck. I mean, uh, that's what governments are. I'm not sure that... Uh, so a corporation is just a big term. It's like saying people suck, right? Well, and corporations uh, wouldn't exist without government. Right. I think so, you're right. You're on the right track. But right. I, don't, I don't think corporations suck because of the company. I think corporations suck because of the protections Businesses they get are the great. Government. Businesses are great. Right. Corporations, people don't know what they are. Corporations are a legal folder. They are a filing, you know, a legal filing, basically, a, a, a concept created by attorneys. And, of course, who runs the government? Attorneys. Right. Uh, and the idea behind this is to protect people from liability from their, for their actions mm-hmm. under the auspices of doing business. Right. But I think the most important thing to say is, is this. Not, um, you know, I think that the, the hippies just dismiss this stuff. Well, yeah, the government and uh, corporations and, uh, you know, these things, they're together. But ask yourself this. What has a corporation ever done to you that it didn't use the government to do? Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to employ the government to somehow limit corporations, do you really think that you will ever get the power away from, I mean, like power and wealth have always gone together. Mm Mm-hmm. So you think you're going to, you know, fight the power, don't fight the wealth. Because <laughs> right. that's, it, it just, corporations employ the state against you, libertarians are against the state, so why do you think that libertarians support corporations? I mean, it's just a, this amo- amazing, circuitous I know crap. why they think it. It's because libertarians tend to be pro-market, pro-business. Right. Absolutely. And if you think pro-business, you think, well, they must be in favor of everything business does. Right. Uh, under the auspices of these corporate mega corporations that are tied in with the government. We got more coming up here, uh, more with uh, Roger Paxton, the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, here at Free Talk Live's appearance at ForkFest, day number four of five. Go to ForkFest.party to learn more about the event. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live, and this is ForkFest 2019, day number four of uh, this five-day event. But the fun doesn't have to stop at the end of ForkFest. It can continue for another five days on top of that, because if you're going to come up to New Hampshire, why not stay for 10 days or 11 days or whatever? Uh, You can go to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And with you here today, it's Ian. And Mark. And Roger. And uh, by the way, before we continue the conversation, I do want to say thank you to Steve, who is a Free Talk Live Gold Amplifier, which means that Steve is contributing $10 per month to the to our efforts here at Free Talk Live to spread the ideas of freedom and liberty and uh, peace and cryptocurrency across the United States and beyond. Uh, we have over 200 radio stations now with Free Talk Live. And Congratulations thanks. on that, by the way. Thanks, That's man. awesome. Yeah, it's so that. awesome to get the 200 number. Yep. I mean, it was just as hard to get 196 or whatever. Sure. But, but there's know, something about 200 that. 200 yeah. seems so People special. love their milestones, mm-hmm. and this is a big one. There's no doubt. In fact, we celebrated our first 100 at the Porcupine Freedom Festival oh. about eight years ago. Wow. Uh, Jason Osborne made custom shot glasses for us with, like, FTL 100 affiliates oh. commemorated. Yeah, it was pretty, That's a collector's item. I need to find one of those. Cool. I don't think I even have one anymore. I have one. <laughs> I think it broke or something like that. Uh, but yeah, so thanks to Steve and other Free Talk Live amplifiers. We've got about 190, I think it's 198 right now. So not even to the 200 people, uh, Mark. But Amplifiers. Uh, amplifiers, yeah. right. So 205 stations, 198 amplifiers. So you can help us by joining the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. It, it keeps us out there in the industry. Uh, we recently just got back from Talkers, the new media company 
conference that they have in Manhattan, where we're smoozing it up with the the big wigs. And congratulations, speaking of, I haven't seen you guys since you hit number 26 on, on the, the talkers. talkers Heavy 100. That's They're fantastic, guys. 100 most important talk shows in the, or talk show hosts in the United States. Yeah, and what I think is uh, important about this is is not that, you know, how much we go up from the charts. We went up from 20, 27 to 26. but that last, we're, From last year. Yeah, we're climbing the charts still. Uh, because you're either climbing the charts or you're falling down the right. charts. Sure. And I heard Alex Jones fell down the, the charts this year. He's the kind of guy that could do it, uh, climb and fall several times. Sure. He and is. he's had a rough, rough last uh, year, gotten sued and all kinds of stuff. No doubt, but he's a compelling talk show host. <laughs> Apparently, he's now being investigated for uh, child porn being found on his InfoWars oh, server. Uh, that's another uh, story entirely. But join the AMP program and help us do what we do uh, on even more radio stations and reaching new people online and that sort of thing. It's ampamp.freetalklive.com. You can use PayPal. You can use credit card. You can use Bitcoin BTC. And we really appreciate it. And you'll get some cool perks as well. It's ampamp.com dot freetalklive.com so uh we're here at Forkfest. you can go to forkfest.party to learn more about the event uh we'll have some as soon as we know about Forkfest 2020 the the dates will be announced we'll we'll certainly let you know to some extent it does still you know exist in tandem with the porcupine freedom festival so once the porcupine freedom festival sets their dates for 2020 we'll know when we can do fork fest you can almost guarantee our dates are pretty much always going to be that third week of june that's uh, what it's been for it years it seems now, like it's so. usually like it seems like pork fest is almost always the last week of spring yeah we have uh, this is always over. A, it always crosses over with Father's Day too. This is yeah. my fourth Father's Day at Porkfest. I is think. it Father's Day? Yeah, it's Father's Day. Happy oh, Father's is Day, it Mark. Really? Where's my child? <laughs> right. Jeez, I should probably call my dad. <laughs> I didn't even know. Right. Thanks for the reminder. Um, and the Porcupine Freedom Festival, of course, is an also an excellent festival. One that is uh, more centrally organized, but that brings different benefits. And you know, there's uh, you know more of a speakers and tracks yeah. and you know things to do. Porkfest.com is uh, is where you can go. And of course, this year was an interesting year, and I know you guys really wanted to discuss this, uh, the sponsorship, yes. where ForkFest, I'm putting quotes around that, ForkFest, because there is no ForkFest. There's no organization, there's no board of directors, there's nobody who you know sits down in a group and, and makes executive decisions and says, this must happen or this will not happen. Um, ForkFest, somebody sponsored the Porcupine Freedom Festival. In somebody? This case, in this case, it was uh, Chris Wade from Think Penguin, right. who is our Friday night co-host, and he should be showing up today. He Good. he would have been here earlier, but they had a conference that they had to go to, a, like a Linux conference down in North North Carolina, and they they actually cut out of the conference as early as they could, uh, so they didn't even stay for the whole thing. But they're they're coming up today. Uh, but he wasn't the original. Sponsor. He was not. No. You want to, do you want to tell the story? Sure, yeah. So Since the, you're the organizer? The original ForkFest sponsor for ForkFest, the money was going to come from Ian Freeman, and I guess Shire Free Church yeah. is who uh, was paying for it, and which was fine. You know, us as uh, ForkFest producers were fine with that. I was at Anarchapulco uh, on a little bit of LSD while I was sitting in my room, and, uh, and that's when the- Had the, an epiphany. <laughs> that's when the concept came to me. I'm like, you know what? What better way to, to promote yeah. uh, ForkFest than to sponsor the very festival that it sprung out of? Especially since they piggyback off of each other. Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. We've always been friendly. You know, there are some people there are. Well, but there are some people who when they banned you, I've never. It was a friendly band, right? Well, 
they weren't friendly, friendly from Ian. You're talking about the board of directors of the Free State Project banning not just me, but Free Talk Live as well right. uh, from the Porcupine Freedom Festival back in 2016. Well, I think it banned commercial interests between Free Talk Live and Porcfest. Free Talk Live free... was not allowed to, to broadcast either. Oh, not even broadcast. Yeah. No. Wow. No, the first year, I remember the first year... Uh, that that year, the 2016, the year that we were not allowed to, to come, uh, there was some issue with even allowing LRN's banner on the media room because the the media room used to be a thing here where you know we would broadcast from the TV room and well, we uh, had the banner up last year in the media room. Right. Well, Derek J. Freeman uh, was still doing his show at that time. He had uh, a show that he was doing called uh, Prometheus Unchained, and then it became Flaming Freedom. Uh, and he was he still wanted to do his show, and I'm like, well, sure, you can still use the the equipment, no problem, as long as that's okay. And I guess somebody, I forget who the organizer, or not organizer, but uh, executive director or whatever was at the time, they threw a, a bit of a fit about uh, the LRN banner because of the supposed ban. Well, you know, well, you didn't ban LRN. Right. Oh, well, you're Ian Freeman's the program director. Well, uh, you know, do, do you want Derek J to broadcast from your event or not? Well, and that's the and, issue. that They keep going back to the spirit of what they wanted to do. They, and that's what they said with this, this recent decision. Oh, it's against the spirit of what we were trying to do. Well, I'm sorry. The spirit and the letter are two different things. If you wanted to ban money from Ian Freeman, then you ban money from Ian Freeman. Don't just you've got to be explicit about that. And they absolutely were not. There's no there's nothing that says they can't accept money from Ian Freeman because they've accepted money from you in the past for further promotions. I, I donated to I don't right. I don't I don't like to promote the things that I donate oh, to, but, but but you brought it up. Um, it's I, a reality. I right. did donate to the Free State Projects campaign to buy advertisements for the Free State Project on uh, different podcasts. Yep. So and it's late been a great year, campaign, extremely successful. I mean, our numbers have gone dramatically up for signers. And, um, and the reason that. why is because I was asked to by uh, Vince, right. who is uh, Vince Perfetto. He's the director, the producer of 101 Reasons Film, which yes. is a great movie uh, that I had the, pr- the pleasure of co-producing. Uh, and it is a free movie. It is a documentary film, about an hour long, that you can go and watch at 101ReasonsFilm.com. Um, and he came to me and he said, you know, would you consider donating to this? You know, he knows that obviously some of the people on the board, you know, don't don't want to be associated with with Free Talk Live or whatever. Um, but I don't hold a grudge yeah. and I never have. And so, um, you know, whatever issues the board might have with me, I still support the, the move of people coming here. And the Free State Project, as imperfect as an organization as it might be, is still there and it's still encouraging people to move to New Hampshire. So if I can help that as one of the co-producers of that film, the idea was let's get the co-producers together and have each of the co-producers contribute to this, this project as sort of a thing that the producers of that film did. And so me and Mark Warden, who uh, is the Porcupine real estate guy, uh, he and I were two of the co-producers on that film, and Vince, and so we all threw in a little bit, and, you know, that well, I threw, money. In, I threw yeah. a little bit into it too. It's a great right. production, and, and, the, uh, and the board did not refuse the donation. They right. did not refuse it. They did not, and it was in the treasurer's report because we get it, when I was on the board, yep. we got a treasurer's report every quarter, and it was in there as, as plain as could be. Um, of course, that's assuming that the board members actually look at the treasurer's report. I do, but I don't mm-hmm. know if all of them do. Uh, Having been on a few boards, I can tell you, I don't look at the treasurer report. Yeah, <laughs> well, if Most you don't have approve. money, <laughs> then you can't <laughs> yeah, do a whole lot as a board. It. So it's pretty important to look at. But uh, yeah, so uh, Ian initially was going to give this money, and uh, it was fine with us as producers. A fairly large sponsorship, yes. by the way. Yeah. Gold sponsorship, which would uh, sponsor the VIP tent. Right. So uh, Rachel, the executive director at the time, uh, who's on maternity leave now, she was fine with it. Um, it was even mentioned to the, some of the board members. They were okay with it at the time. 
and then you it know, tends to be the people that uh, benefit the most from the financial uh, opportunities. The ones that are most fine with it, you would think, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And Especially we, considering it, you know, I don't think this is a secret. Uh, there was some sponsorships last year that didn't come right. back because of the crypto winner. Absolutely, right? and Dash we were, was we a big were really sponsor. hurting for sponsors because of the the crypto crash. And, and um, that wasn't why I wanted to do it, right. but that just was well, a coincidence. That's why we wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, we needed the money. Yeah. Um, so the board, um, I was on the board at the time. Uh, the board made a decision to rescind that money. This was two months later, by the yes. way. So we were rolling. You know, you've gotten a banner perfect. graphic yeah. from me, and it was up on the website, and uh, it looked like everything was going well. Smoothly. Let's be honest; it was only up on the website because I did it, not because <laughs> not because the person who was supposed to do it did it. That's another story. It is, but but so anyway, so a couple of people made a stink about this um, who were in positions of volunteering. Mm. Um, well, this was part of the issue back in 2016 when. Uh, Free Talk Live and, and I was right. banned in the first place. Was there a few volunteers who made a big stink? This was immediately after Free Talk Live was given a Lifetime Achievement Award by the members, after, yes. voted on by the members or the participants of the Free State Project. We can continue here with uh, a little bit more of this story and uh, here at ForkFest. In moments. Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL 50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to Freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL 50 for a discount this is free talk live we're at forkfest 2019 you can go to forkfest.party learn more about the event if you can't make it up for tomorrow which is the last day uh then start planning for next year and certainly come out this year for the porcupine freedom festival if you're in new england get on up here it's uh it's worth the price of attendance um to be around a great group of liberty-minded folks but one of the things that happens uh as we've learned over the years is once a group gets large enough some of the people just can't get along with one another and this happens with churches this yeah. happens with uh any kind political, of organization political groups yeah you political groups it. whatever yeah. it is whenever the group gets large enough it's just a human thing um and it's frustrating for people that that maybe are unfamiliar with that process they see this thing that they've put time into fracturing uh, it happens with cryptocurrencies. Of course. Uh, so they see this as fracturing and it's frustrating to them. And we've we've been through these sorts of uh, schisms many times before the 2016 exodus of, of Free Talk Live from uh, from the Free State Project. So it and wasn't the first time for us. It's also pretty un- pretty common for an or- for a uh, a movement to have some level of success and then to execute its uh, its mm. first you know sort of incipient leaders. Sure. You know, those people must go. The you know the new leaders. The, the king is dead. Long live yeah, the king. Kind right. of thing. 
So, you know, it's not something we're not used to. There were conflicts in the past within the Free State Project over issues, for instance, different personalities and all that. And uh, so we've seen people and activist projects schism and all that. And so I've learned over the years to just embrace the schisms and to say this is just the natural uh, way of things. It can be disappointing, certainly, when people who you thought you were friendly with became become unfriendly uh, to you. And that's that's disappointing, especially when you feel like you didn't do anything to deserve it or whatever. But you just kind of move on and, and uh, you know, create the new thing. And so that's what this allowed us to do, sort of going back to 2016, when Free Talk Live was uh, was booted out, uh, you know, we kept going. It wasn't like I was just going to, oh, crap, I better leave New Hampshire now. No, I mean, we started promoting the Shire Society more often, which we founded at the Porcupine Freedom Festival right. in 2010 uh, with a signing of the Shire Society Declaration up here in the media room. Uh, dozens and dozens of people signed two very beautiful um, calligraphied hemp paper, like, declarations, the Shire Society Declaration. You can read it for yourself and see the photos of the originals over at ShireSociety.com. And but, Shire Society didn't require a movement to a particular geographic area? No, but it area, encourages it. But it encourages it. Right. And um, there are many people who are signers of the Shire Society who are here in New Hampshire. And it's sort of a... I'm one of them. ...congruent, um, non-exclusive uh, organization, le- le- disorganization, I think what I call it, right. <laughs> there's very little to it, um, you know, going alongside of the Free State Project. Yeah. Right. And so even back then, part of the idea behind the forming of the Shire Society was that we wanted to promote moving to New Hampshire, and we knew that that the Free State Project needed competition, even all the way back then. And we saw this as a competitive you know, friendly competitor of where this is another organization that can, or lack of organization, because there's no board on the Shire Society, that doesn't have the sort of same strictures. It's not a 501c3. There's no organization whatsoever to it. It's just this statement. And then there's a website that says, hey, you should move here to join other people that are that are like this. So it's a different feeling kind of thing. And it turns out that that was that came in handy when, you know, we got excised. Um, And 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 as a result of that schism. And so we should really be thanking the people who got so upset, even as frustrating as it was, because now we have Forkfest uh, that that sort of came out of some of those people's frustration, like Stephen Zeiler from uh, AnyPay.Global. He was I mean. I kind of call him the founder of, of ForkFest because he and Derek kind of founded Somalia, Somalia Fest, Fest right. which was the first year before the name ForkFest was coined by Daryl W. Perry, right. our former co-host here who's since retired from radio. Uh, but, uh, you know, this sort of alternative festival that sort of takes place nearby the Porcupine Freedom Festival that gives people a choice yep. because there's some people who can't let it go, right. right? You know, I can let whatever go. I don't hold a grudge. I'm not upset at anybody. I feel like the board members maybe were a little cowardly, but they ultimately did what they felt they had to do to keep their organization together, whatever. Well, you know, they, the reason they did it, though, was to, to hang on to a couple of volunteers That's who, what I who mean. do put in some work. Yep. But my issue with that is now they have lost two mega volunteers and my wife and I who have yep. put literally thousands of hours into the Free State Project well, over the last three years. Because you years. Resigned recently. I resigned from, from the board. board. Um, I resigned from the board specifically because of the the decision that was made about the Pork Fest money. But Which, that's but yeah. that's not the volunteer hours I'm talking about. We've done Pork Fest now for three years. We right. have been the producers for the last two years. The year before that, we were the pavilion coordinators, and we were going to be pitching in in some form or fashion next year. Um, that's not going to happen anymore. Right. Um, I'm not putting any more energy and time into the Free State Project Inc. And it's you know it's funny. I've heard that term since we moved up here. FSB Inc. FSB Inc. Yeah. I never understood it 
until I ran into until I joined the board, and then really? you run into that. And in my resignation letter to them, I even mentioned now I understand why people use the term FSB Inc. Right, because you're a, running it that way. Yeah, well, there's a Free State Project movement, right, and that's a movement to move a bunch of liberty-oriented folks. It's a to brilliant one movement, and one I still support today. Yeah. Yes, an experiment to see what would happen if you got a bunch of libertarians in one place, and apparently they argue is the answer. Um, but, <laughs> and uh, you know, then there's the the board that attempts to put a uh, a leash on this tiger you know this 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 uh this entity this this uh, movement and it can't be done yeah. and obviously any action that they take is imperfect and they you know the less they do the better they'd be off they'd be but uh, you know once you have a seat of power then people will attempt to whisper in its ear sure and so you know there you go there's uh, the people who are whispering in ears and the people who are doing willing to do the whispering are the ones who are going to get the attention the those that uh, will never kiss a ring well and, and it's those <laughs> who 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 have no integrity too i mean you know these volunteers that we're referring to i'm never going to mention names but they basically said that if you don't take give this money back we're going to take our ball and we're going to go home mm -hmm. we're done and you Which know was the same threat when they kicked right. Free Talk Live out, there were a few volunteers who were throwing a but fit. That's what they should do, though. Well, right? no, no. If, but if, if, if you've got it, integrity and you've signed up to do a job, you finish that job. I Jess see what you're and I, Jess and I, were not going to walk away from Porkfest in the middle of Porkfest, no matter what their decision was. We were still going to produce this event, right. and we're going to produce the best event that we possibly can, I regardless mean, of it. Yeah, I didn't mean, uh, you know, for a particular project. I meant sort of as an ongoing basis. Sure. The, the volunteers volunteer a lot, right. and um, but if you don't like an organization. Um, if you're if you're angry with an organization, you should pack up. You know, you should f finish your obligations, the yep. things that you promised you would do. But you should, you should pack communicate up and, your feelings and yeah, all sure. that. And, and that's, that's where exactly these problems come into play. Where you know, like we were saying, that at some point organizations get so large that people just can't get along yep. with one another, and it's okay. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's funny coming from Arkansas when we were with the Libertarian Party. You know, we could we didn't have the choice to pick and choose what Libertarian we wanted to hang right. out with in Arkansas. Right. But here you can because there's literally thousands of us. If I don't right. like Mark you, Edge, I don't have to hang you out with him. You can't <laughs> hang out with them all. It's right. impossible. Right. So you know, right. I that, just asked you about a, uh, a mover for the Free State Project that moved many many years ago, and you had never right. met her. Never met her. Right. And it's I a was huge stunned. movement. It's yeah. a, it's huge, and that's a good thing. And this is this is again something that we've covered in talking about these schisms over the years mm -hmm. on Free Talk. Live is that uh, you know when these things happen, people go their separate ways, and it's frustrating. But it's it's ultimately for the better yep. because these other things get started as a result of that. The the group that was mad, they'll go off and do their thing, or maybe they'll leave. Whatever, who knows? Um, I was going to make a different different point, but I, I spaced on what that was. But Stephen uh, Zyler from AnyPay thanked me last night when I was getting ready to leave the uh, the AnyPay tent. Uh, th thanked me for creating this, and I'm like, dude, I didn't create this. If anything, you you created uh, yeah, some their initial idea, Somalia yeah. Fest. Uh, and he was like, well, thank you for what you did to get you know. Uh, get banned from the Free State Project that created this or whatever. Like, well, I didn't do anything. They banned me. So right. basically, you should thank the Free State Project right. for their dumb, you know, dumb move that ultimately created this alternative because there are people who, like I was saying before, they want to hold a grudge. They're, they're still mad about what the Free State Project did. Forkfest gives them a place to come to sure. where they can have, you know, have fun, come to Rogers Campground, see a bunch of libertarians, and they don't have to go to the Porcupine yeah. Freedom Festival. And it gives the people who, you know, don't want to go to the party zone kind of thing. And not like this has been a crazy party or no. anything. I still haven't seen any naked people. Uh, <laughs> Sad. To, I know. This is know. my first one that I haven't seen one so far. <laughs> but, you know, and that's but the thing. For people like me, I had a couple don't... of apple ciders uh, uh, last night. Okay. Yeah. Well, for, like, for people like me, <laughs> 
even don't care about those 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 schisms. I mean, I come to both. And yeah, I'm, and I'm going to hang out with people at both people that I love and enjoy and spending time with. I I wanted to go to Pork Fest. I mean, still wanted to go to Pork Fest all over all these years right. because it's a fun event and it's great to see people. Uh, but uh, once the the board turned down the the donation, it yeah. was like ugh, left such a bad taste in my mouth. Of course, I'm like, I really don't. Well, and it left a bad taste in my mouth, yeah. which is why I resigned. And, you know, I was very public about that resignation because I wanted it to be. I wanted people to see that their decisions are turning people away. You know, yeah. I will not don't I will not donate time or money to the Free State Project. Hold anymore. that thought, Mark. Uh, we're going to continue here. And the, but again, that doesn't mean that you don't support their mission. Right. And Absolutely. Uh, so keep, you know, move up here. Get yes, up here. You please. don't have to join the Free State Project to come to New Hampshire and enjoy it. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2019. The website, uh, a website, is ForkFest.party. Maybe somebody will make a better website someday, uh, but uh, that's the one that we have for now. And uh, you can learn more about the event there. Once we know the 2020 event dates, we will certainly let you know here on the radio and update the website appropriately. Uh, with you here in our remote studio, it's Ian. And Mark. And Roger. Roger Paxton joining us from the Lava Flow podcast at thelavaflow.com. Yes. And also the organizer of this year's and last year's Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is kind of overviewing a bunch of different topics. Uh, but Mark, first... I want to tell you about American Financing. They are a uh, mortgage company, and they're uh, different than other mortgage companies. And I think that their main thing is is that they, they have salaried mortgage uh, consultants as opposed to mortgage brokers that get paid a commission and want to sell you the loan that's right for them, not the right loan that's right for you. And today we were going to talk about refinancing. You can take years off your loan or lower your monthly payment or even pay off high interest debt. If uh, your mortgage rate is higher than today's rates, you're overpaying for your mortgage and you can take that uh, take money back with the help of American financing. You can be looking at uh, $1,000 or more in monthly savings. So take advantage of a free mortgage review. The sooner you start, the more you save. Free mortgage review. All you have to do is give them a call, or you can actually do the stuff online at AmericanFinancing.net. I'll give you the telephone number here. I have to give you the NMLS number, and that is 182334. That's NMLSConsumerAccess.org. The telephone number is 888-804-804. 0303 888-804-0303 americanfinancing.net americanfinancing.net so uh mark you were going to make some kind of point we were discussing the sort of overview of the disappointment of uh the free state project board rejecting the shire free church's donation to the porcupine freedom festival uh this year to purchase a sponsorship right. for fork fest uh, which is the event we're at now because you know where better to advertise fork fest than at the very festival that it that it's from right and uh, two months after the agreement had been made the money in this case bitcoin about right. 1.5 bitcoin this is one of the interesting aspects of this story uh at the time it was a six thousand dollar sponsorship right. um and so you know i sent at the time it was worth you know bitcoin was like you know around 1.5 bitcoin was around six thousand dollars so that's what uh, was sent and then two months later, they decided they didn't want the money. After that $6,000 was now worth $7,500. <laughs> right. The Bitcoin right. had gone up <laughs> right. in value. And they sent, of course, the full amount back, the okay. Bitcoin back, Bitcoin. because that's what I'd, I'd sent originally, mm -hmm. um, only to then have Fork Fest 
under somebody else, in this case Chris Wade, who's our co-host, um, but I guess they didn't know he worked for Free Talk Live because their original excuse was, oh, we, we could take money from Ian and the church, but because he's on Free Talk Live, we can't accept it or something like that. No, right? the, the issue was not Free Talk Live. It was Ian Freeman. It was Ian Freeman. Okay. That was the specific okay. issue. Well, so then, uh, you know, I may or may not have donated uh, to uh, Christopher Wade, and uh, and he don't he donated I, money. I know nothing about it, yeah. so I don't know. I'm not saying, but uh, he, you know, he took took up some donations and he gave six thousand right. dollars worth of Bitcoin. So not only did Porkfest lose fifteen hundred dollars out of the deal, but we also lost sponsorships from other people. Um, we lost ticket sales from people who were very upset over the over the decision because the news made. got out because right. you made a public resignation. Yeah. So my my guess, and it's just a guess, is that Porkfest probably lost ten grand over that over that <sighs> issue. That that would be a, a conservative guess, I think. And uh, what my question is, is, Ian, what do you think about Rogers' resignation from the board um, regarding all this? I don't blame him at all. I mean, it's frustrating to be on on boards, especially one where you're outvoted uh, and you were outvoted on a couple different issues. And I was up front with the board when they asked me to join, when Matt uh, asked me to join, is that, you know, the reason I want to join the board is to, you know, make sense and fix this schism that has happened over the free time. I tried hard. I, you know, I I went through all the original records, found out that the original band was for only one year year, according to the secretary's which they record, never announced publicly. Right, which they never announced publicly, but the secretary's uh, notes specifically lay that out, and who voted for one year, who voted for forever, and who voted for, mm-hmm. for none, neither. So technically, I'm allowed to go to the Porcupine Freedom Technically, Festival. your ban was only for one year, but I brought that up yeah. to the board and made a motion saying, hey, since he was only supposedly banned for one year, I want to invite Ian Freeman to Porkfest this year. I didn't even get a second from the board. Not a single person even seconded that motion. Mm-hmm. So even though the ban was only for a year, they are sticking to their guns, and it's really yeah, frustrating. It's frustrating. And I was frustrated after that, but then after the Fork Fest deal, I was done. I, yep. I, did, I didn't have a choice. I, I, you you know, did your best. It was very naive to think I could change the system from the inside. <laughs> and, you know, Here's a person who left politics, who left the whole voting thing, and you know, and I'm still trying to change it from the inside. It's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> it's better to build the alternative. It's better to yeah. create something else, and that's what we've done here. I mean, we didn't do it. The people who are here did sure. it with yeah. Fork Fest, where everybody's doing the thing they want. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Stephen Zeiler about the amazing dome that yes. uh, AnyPay.Global has put together, which is definitely going to be, I think, a, a party center yeah. uh, coming up starting tonight. And they're staying through Porkfest, which is great news. Very uh, Because I know they were they were a couple that were also a little upset with the, I don't with the Free State. Because they were going to throw the big gay dance party at, at Porkfest. Porkfest right. So that's something else that Porkfest yes. lost. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's a shame that... You know, circling your wagons has cost the organization and the, and the event a lot of money, a lot of people, a lot of supporters, and a lot of volunteers, frankly. Yeah. So. I think that uh, probably the difficult part is is that the uh, the Free State Project, the people who make the decisions, really, is uh, the answer. The people who have made these decisions don't get the feedback from those that resent the decisions right. in many cases. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few that they get the feedback from, but sure. not all of Jay them. Jay Noon is one of them that always at an event steps up and says, hey, when are you going to unban it every time? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But the um, the thing is, is that they, you know, if, I'm, I'm sure they're hearing from many more people that are upset about it than those that are, um, you know, happy about the ban or whatever, uh, you know, the, the, the schism, as it were, and continue to, to stick with it. I don't know. I don't I don't really understand it all. But whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. And we're still here. And we'll move on. I mean, it's still a great movement <laughs> as a whole. Every, No matter what happens, not everybody's going to be your friend. Absolutely. No. You, know? you know? As long as people still keep moving to New Hampshire, this is going to keep happening. And now that's... I remember the other point I was going to make. So libertarians for a long time, we've discussed this, these schisms that have happened because this wasn't the first, as I was explaining earlier. And a lot of times libertarians will use that as an excuse of why they don't want to come to New Hampshire. It's right. like, oh, all that drama. Yeah. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. How many people are in your liberty group where you live? Five? <laughs> 
five? Oh, yeah, that's right. So you have to work with all those people. Right, absolutely. Your group has never grown beyond 10. You know, during the election season, it goes from five to 10 right. because people get interested, and then they drop off again after that. And so they don't understand the schism process. Sure. They've never been through it once. And it's like, well, if guess what? If you were to grow the Libertarian Party of fill-in-the-blank to as large as the Free State Project movement would have has become, you'd have the exact Hands same down. Problems. Well, we started seeing in the Libertarian Party of Arkansas. So the year after, the year before we left, we hosted the largest Libertarian Party convention in the in the country mm-hmm. in Arkansas, over 100 people. And we were starting to <laughs> see that those same schisms start right. happening as we were growing. Once you get to 30, it's, it starts. So yeah. at that 100 level, we were like, okay, we're seeing that problem. Right, absolutely. And in Sarasota, when we went to Libertarian events, and I was one of those uh, 10 people that would come during during uh, the elections because I'd get a little more interested. Yeah, everything was nice at Bennigan's when we sit around That's and everybody right. have a Monte Cristo or a. Uh, salad or something and sure. uh, watch the election results come in and uh, Bill Van Allen get what I mean that one time when there was, yeah, well he got like 27% one year when there was, well, no, was a Republican, race, yeah. no no uh, Democrat running yeah. So, you know, the Democrats voted for some of the Democrats voted for libertarians. Yeah, but- if you want to avoid drama, if you want to avoid schisms, just stay home and do nothing because ultimately if you successfully grow your movement to a large successful movement, it's going to happen. You're going to see splits, you're going to see, you know, different personalities clash, but any movement can get over that. And it may be that, you know, some people have to split off and do something like Forkfest for for the movement to get over it, but um, the movement is still going to happen. We're still seeing people move every week. Roger Paxton, the host of the Lava Flow podcast at thelavaflow.com. Check him out. And uh, I know we'll have you back on at some point. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. Thanks. Appreciate it. More from ForkFest coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Is oral health important to you? If you don't like your own teeth, fresh breath, or kissing people, then by all means, stop listening. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I became passionate about the product that she created and never want to live without it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I find it does much more. They want you to love My Magic Mud as much as I do, so they're giving you a money-back guarantee plus 20% off. Go to MyMagicMud.com and use coupon code FTL20 at checkout. MyMagicMud.com, FTL20. It's Free Talk Live at ForkFest 2019. Go to ForkFest.party. You can learn more about the event that we're broadcasting from on day number four of what is a five-day-long event, which will culminate tomorrow night in the what was called the Big Gay Dance Party in the past. Uh, it hasn't happened since Buzz, who created it at the Porcupine Freedom Festival years ago. It ran for six years uh, originally, and it ended, its final year was 2015. So it's been several years since uh, the Big Gay Dance Party happened. We're going to talk more with its new founder uh, and about the new change of name and his speech and everything. Steven Zeiler from AnyPay.Global. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Pleasure to be here. Of course, Ian and Mark here as well. Mark? Yeah, I want to tell you about another festival I'm looking forward to, Freedom. Fest next um, month. Yeah, Las Vegas, July the seventeenth through the twentieth, at the Paris in Las Vegas, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. It's certainly completely different than what's going on here at Fork oh, Fest. Oh yeah. yeah, it's a hotel conference and a big one, right? Yeah, and uh, you know it's going to be you know rich bigwigs uh, go- going around looking for investments and and people talking about liberty stuff, and you know, it's it's a completely different feel. But Penn Jillette's going to be there, as is Lenore Scanese, Glenn Beck, uh, Candace Owens, John Mackey, Kevin O'Leary, and Kevin Harrington of Shark Tank, Stephen Moore, Grover, Norquist, big names. Libertarians, conservatives, liberals, people just mingling together to hear real debates and share real solutions and converse freely. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. 
freedomfest.com slash FTL. Love to see you there. We're use, broadcasting from it. Yep. Use coupon code FTL50 for a $50 discount. And if you're, you know, just want to check it out first, you want to try it out and, and see, go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Right there, we have the five best speeches from last year, all for free. Judge Napolitano, Alan Dershowitz, Charlie Kirk, Heather McDonald, John Mackey, all free. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL to check out Freedom Fest July 17th through the 20th at the Paris in Las Vegas, freedomfest.com slash FTL. Steven Zeiler, one of the founders of AnyPay.Global, one of my favorite pieces of software to help uh, business owners and anybody, actually, who wants to take cryptocurrency, accept it at point of sale. We certainly talked a bunch about AnyPay. That's not really the reason I wanted to have you on here, because you're doing some cool stuff here at ForkFest that I thought was worth talking about, including, let's start with the hardest part. The dome. Let's talk about this thing. The uh, the construction, which what was it? Two full days, basically, of uh, of constant work on this thing. I call it the lounge. Okay, it's, it's the lounge. You know, the dome sounds really ominous, but it's really it's really the, <laughs> definitely the chillest place for anyone to hang out. We like, were there last night hanging yeah, out. It's cool. With you. There are there are a number of couches, inflatable couches. And they're really comfy. Cool actually. lights. They are comfy. Yeah. And because we're here with. Derek J. Of course, we have to have artificial grass, not real grass. It's nice to sit on. It uh, is actually much better. So he's yeah. correct. He's correct here. <laughs> and there's a tarp underneath it, so it's not going to get wet or whatever, right? Uh, it's, it has rubber yeah, on the perfect. bottom. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Um, and so we made this huge dome. I wanted to, thirty foot diameter. Well, it's ten meters, so it's thirty three yeah. feet. Okay, and that means it's five meters tall. Which wow. makes it very tall. Definitely the biggest dome ever constructed here before. Awesome. And I wanted to be extraordinary, of course. And uh, you've it's succeeded. Great. The uh, getting the top on that dome was extraordinary. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> um, we had I've got s- pictures of it. Six picnic tables up into a pyramid. So three, <laughs> two, and one. And then you on a stepladder with me holding the stepladder in place so it didn't jiggle. You six foot four, um, reaching up and holding. In in some cases, one-handed while you're tightening another thing, the entire top of this dome. I don't know how you your body could handle just holding that in place for as long as you did. But Lots of Pilates with weights. That's what <laughs> I do every day. Wow. I don't even know what Pilates that's, that's is exactly. Why. It's exercises. Yeah, exercises. I, I'm, that much I can tell. <laughs> and, well, I had a great team. We had a lot of people. Pretty much everyone who stopped by volunteered. Mm-hmm. So uh, no need to coordinate volunteers. You're doing something awesome, and just pe- people will come help. Like, I have to turn away help every day, all day. Really? Like, can I help? No, not no, really. Not it. right now. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes, I mean, yes, please. It, yeah. It was certainly a challenge, but there was never there was never a disaster that happened the whole time. It was no, thank managed goodness. to work. Yeah, the, uh, when I saw the picnic table stacked on top of one another, I'm like, well, there's no government permit for this, <laughs> for this building. OSHA did not That's approve. That's amazing. Everyone made that joke, but that, that whole concept never even touched on my mind. <laughs> You're just even, like, let's do this. I guess because I have a long experience in the in the Boy Scouts of making ridiculous things. And there were disasters. Like one time we were uh, – it's called pioneering in, in Boy Scouts. Yep. But it's like building buildings out of trees and wood yep. and ropes and stuff. But one time we built this giant teepee thing, kind of like a dome but more primitive. And um, we had to like hoist this guy up by ropes. And he was he was up there putting things together. And then the guy who was holding him just left. Oh my! What? Danny Fellow broke both his arms. Gosh. Oh my God! Just forgot and left. He had to go Jeez. to the bathroom. Oh wow! wow. Very non-thinking. 
This uh, time, though, we're very safe and experienced here. Yeah, yeah. You uh, actually were teaching me some of these uh, knots that you used in pioneering. What was that, a timber hitch or something? That I think I... that was a timber hitch, yeah. yeah. And um, it helped easily tie down the, all the pieces of the parachute that go on top. I, of this list of things that men need to know in life, I think that there's a few knots that uh, you've got to have mm. to sort of you know, really be able to have this uh, real man mantle. I understand you don't have it, Ian. It's fine. Yeah, it's I, all right. I think three to six knots would really get you most of the way for, yeah. for normal things. Right. Yeah, well, I didn't three really now. like the Boy Scouts. <laughs> I uh, didn't like having to swear an oath. And I didn't like the reference to God, so I never got past the, like, Boy Scout patch or whatever. <laughs> like, you, like, you have to, like, swear in or whatever. What and color was your uniform? I didn't ever get a uniform. Okay, okay. So yeah. I was just trying to dis- discern whether you were in Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts. No, I joined the, the – my parents wanted me to join some sort of thing or whatever, and a friend of mine was in the in the Boy Scouts at the time, and I joined it. And I at that point, I was already sort of becoming an atheist in, in my teenage years, and I uh, never really liked authority being told what to do or whatever. And so having, no, to, swear, really? so having to swear an oath was something I was just not willing to, to well, do. Well, the, the oath is interesting because um, it, does, it does say that you swear an oath to your – to do your duty, mm-hmm. but it also to most, God and country, right? and but most importantly to to obey the Scout Law. So the Scout Law is actually a very good thing, and I would say it's the fundamental religion of the Boy Scouts hmm. is the Scout Law, and it's um it's twelve attributes of a of person that are positive attributes. I, I suspect many of them are very very good. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of good things about Scouting. Obviously, you turned out great. Uh, what are some of these attributes? A Scout is trustworthy, loyal. Helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. I like most of those. I most of those except for obedient. Uh, yeah, I so I had, uh, I had a problem with obedient my whole yeah. life until just last week, actually. Really? I had, I had an epiphany. I was like, how can obedient really fit? Because everyone says obedient is awful. But, you know, you have to obey reality. Okay, sure. You, you know, or yeah. else it'll punish you. Exactly. Right. And I think that's really what the Old Testament God is all about. Pretty ruthlessly. Anyway. Um, you, don't obey, you don't obey reality and truth, and um, you're going to have unexpected consequences. No doubt about it. I, uh, loyalty is one that I've always sort of struggled with because I only have loyalty to what I believe is the truth at any mm-hmm. given moment. Um, and... Uh, you know, so I mean, my 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 opinion can change on what the truth is, because my opinion can change. The truth can't. Um, so I like, for instance, I don't have loyalty to Ian when he is incorrect regularly. Um, I will tell him he is wrong. I don't. I'm not loyal about that. Um, you know, with my wife, I stick with her because it's the single. She's the single best person I could live with, and we've grown accustomed to each other. It's not a, so for me. It's not about loyalty, but I do see that the term it's valuable. Loyalty is valuable to the person to whom you give loyalty. It's also very effective in a survival situation when you have a team. Yeah. When you yeah. have a team, it, it's it's often best to just go with loyalty yeah, to yeah. every member of the team, and that way you can all operate with with um, confidence in each other. I'd say that's true, especially you'll find loyalty to be something on a battlefield that uh, that it's really you know very useful. Who cares whether you have a, a personality conflict with uh, one of the guys on your team? You need them. To, uh, you, you, you all need to work together. Yeah, it, it's kind of a protocol for eliminating politics and personal relations, which is what I wanted to talk about um, with my with capitalism, not politics. The 
what I hope becomes the theme of the Fork Fest Ooh. in 2020 and going forward, and the, the New Hampshire Freedom Festival in general. All right, well, hold that thought. We can talk more about that uh, in moments with Steven Zeiler from AnyPay.Global and HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, the new website that you ought to check out if you want to start taking cryptocurrency uh, or help somebody start taking cryptocurrency at their business or personally as we continue here from Fork Fest 2019. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live at ForkFest 2019. You can join us in reality if you can make it here by tomorrow. Uh, but if not, you'll have to wait till ForkFest 2020 for uh, the next time to do this. Of course, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is still coming up. That starts on Tuesday, so if you can make it up to that, that'll probably be worth your trip as well. And I know that uh, Stephen and Derek from uh, HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com are going to be sticking around through Porkfest uh, and, and keeping the Capital Interest Tent, uh, the Capital Interest Lounge uh, dome thing going and keeping the fun going after the uh, big gay dance party happens tomorrow evening is sort of the the final event if you will of fork fest well it's the it's the pirates big gay somalian road building <laughs> disco so the word dance <laughs> party that. is out no Tell, more dance party it's always a disco, disco. it's yeah. bringing back the disco i love i love it um how did that name come about well um that is the natural name for <laughs> this event. <laughs> so Somalian? Well, we Somalian because the first Fork Fest was actually called Somalia Somalia Fest. Fest. Yeah. And yeah. why was it called Somalia Fest? Because um, there wasn't any Somalian food. It, it was the play on uh, why don't you move to Somalia. Yeah. So we said, okay, we will. And that's <laughs> something that people say to libertarians frequently when they're talking about how they don't want to have, you know, let's say, government. Oh, you don't want the government to run this? Why don't you move to Somalia where they don't have any government? Right. Oh, you mean uh, a place where the uh, UN member states have attacked three times and destroyed whatever semblance of a of an organizational model they've had up to this point? Oh, yeah, that's that's a good that's that's what anarchy is. Right. But what the, what they really mean is or what the truth is. They're saying, leave the centralized command and control structure, which is like, great. I, I want a decentralized structure that is not – well, there's two alternatives. There's centralized command and control, which has a lot of benefits of, as far as communication yep. and, um, and organization. And then there's decentralized um, communication structure, which has a lot of other benefits as far as incentives and, um, and diversity go. Right. Innovation, I think, is another uh, huge one. And if you have these, if, if, if there was a way to create, like sort of take the, the, the advantages of both of them, that's the, uh, I think, the, really the pinnacle of human organizational uh, evolution. Well, and, and that's what we're doing here with the New Hampshire Freedom Festival this mm -hmm. year. It's two weeks long. Started last mm -hmm. week. Well, it's, it's more like 10, 10 11, or 11 days. days I think yeah. I, next year we're going to shoot for two weeks long, I think, for the New Hampshire Freedom Festival. And it's now split up into these two concepts that we can explore because really we don't know we haven't used um scientific techniques to determine which is going to create the best freedom festival is it something that is organized it has one like one site one website and there's there's rules put on by an organization mm -hmm. um and they can help coordinate they can help people there's one place where everyone can go and understand or is it better to have Every single person promoting their own thing and serving the people as they see fit. It's an experiment. It's an experiment. Well, in, in, a, in an experiment in science, you have to have 
well, we have a control. We have two different things, mm-hmm. and we want to see what people think and how how it plays out. What are the kind of people who thrive in one environment versus the other environment? And and one environment may not be right for the other people, or whatever, vice versa. That is definitely the case. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for me, I really like. I love Pork Fest. Sure, of course. Um, and I really like at Pork Fest. First of all, they're both in New Hampshire, so you get you get to hang out with a New Hampshire man. Yeah. Who is this great animal? Who's uh, really cool, very knowledgeable. Like his, his common sense is correct. Hmm. Like whereas common sense in other places, people are have all these messed up ideas. But um, the New Hampshire. You're talking about great. the natives. You're talking yeah. about the New Hampshire I'm ta- natives. I'm talking about the natives. Yeah. So that's it's being great. It's great being up here with them. So both parts of the festival get that. Um, I love. For me, not having to register with anyone at Forkfest. At for uh, yeah, at a uh, Forkfest, and I like, there's no tickets. And I like that all of my energy is going either to my production, mm-hmm. which is the Capital Interest Lounge, and the 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 Pirates Disco, or the businesses that I choose to patronize. So all of my energy goes to either mine or who I'm explicitly paying for services. Whereas if you come to Fork uh, to Porkfest. You are giving all, a lot We've of your We've just been calling it the Porcupine Freedom Festival just to make sure it's clear because Forkfest sounds so similar to, to, to Pork. Porkfest. Okay, if you're coming to the, the, the Free State Project uh, official event, mm-hmm. the FSP Inc. event, then you are basically paying one organization and saying, kind of make a lot of decisions for me, right. and I'm going to give a lot of my energy to you. And then you decide. Which will support things that you may not necessarily have wanted to support. It'll support bringing in a bunch of speakers you probably didn't want to see and so on and so forth. Oh, it might also support things that you didn't know you wanted to support. Mm -hmm. True. But you did. And you're glad that they brought in someone. But uh, it's it's a difference of... um, of incentives. So what I really like about the decentralized festival is that people complain, oh, there's no website where you can go and get all the information. Nope, and you of can't course, get all the information at Forkfest.party, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, um, You really have to come to Forkfest to get the information. That's right. <laughs> and but the and incentive, As three times as many people have, it seems. Uh, from the, This seems a lot bigger than last year. Much bigger, as expected, of course. And the incentives are there such that... I'm glad where you were so confident. If you have a really, <laughs> if you have a really cool thing, you're going to want to promote it. Right. That's so you have individual people promoting individual aspects of this time where people can come to this place. That's right. Yeah. And um, you promote your own thing. You draw the people in. You're competing with everyone else. Right. I think that's a really great protocol. And that's what capitalism is all about, is serving people in the way that you want and trying to, to get them to buy your stuff. A lot of people don't like that word. It's it's taken on a real negative connotation uh, to where today what we see is being referred to as capitalism, but others would more, I think, appropriately call it cronyism or crony capitalism. That's not what you're talking about here. I'm talking about selling stuff mm-hmm. on the market. So, so the, free market. Yeah, free market. Okay. I like that. I okay, like that so, term. So markets. Sounds nicer. Markets, not politics. Would be better. Free yeah, I, markets, not politics, because a lot of markets are regulated markets, right? And those are still markets. 
It's just that there's some people who get a, a benefit from teaming up with the government and stopping their competition from coming into play. But Look, that's not capitalism no. um, by my definition of it. And I understand that some people have different definitions than I do of capitalism. And right. if, we, if we're going I'm fine with using whatever term we'd like to use. To me, a free market and capitalism are synonyms. Okay, I'm sure. going with capitalism, not politics. All right. And it is divisive. And I think the people who think differently about that word don't understand it. That's true. That's and, true. And so in, that's the they, same reason I don't use the term anarchist because people don't understand it. But they need to understand it. So we can't we're not going to give it up. I mean, it's the best. All right. It's the best system. Um basically it's everyone serving people in the best way that they can mm -hmm. and allowing things that don't work out to fail. That's a beautiful thing. Failure is a good thing. It's just, it's it's information from the marketplace that well whatever you're doing isn't working. Yeah, there's a competing lounge over here, um, competing with the capital interest lounge. It's not really competing. It's kind of a different thing. But the one with the hookahs, the one with the hookahs, yep. and it's a totally different vibe. Totally different. And some people want that. I'm glad that They're cooking steaks over there. I heard. I'm glad that I don't have to give any money at all to that in order to sure. be here at the festival. Right. Right, and that's kind of how it is with. Um, with the the Free State Project Inc. event, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I I think that uh, these choices are a wonderful thing, and I'm I'm grateful that uh, you and Derek are here creating this this opportunity and this uh, this the Capital Interest Lounge, giving people a really cool place to go and hang out. Um, I'm excited to you know see what's happening there tonight, a little bit later on, and you're actually going to be giving a speech. I suspect you're going to be talking about some of the very same things that you just discussed here in, within the last few moments. You're, exactly, you're giving a speech at the Porcupine Freedom. That's Festival. right, Thursday at 11 a.m. Probably the Creating Communities tent is where this will be discussed. Okay, and hopefully I will have a conversation with the people who are there. Anyone who wants to come and talk, especially about the. Um, the drawbacks of decentralization and mm -hmm. and the pros. I want more pros of each side, um, and I want to get these down. I think, I think, I don't want to compete as as festivals. I I really see this it's as friendly. It's a, it's actually the same event. It's the the New Hampshire Freedom Festival. I love that. That's yeah. a cool idea. It's definite. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So eleven o'clock tomorrow. That'll be really cool. Also, if you want to support what we're doing, go to the best restaurant here at. At the festival is Dave's Silver Dave's Kitchen. Oh man, I haven't been yet. I told him last night. I do want to. I do want to go. Well, don't tell him that. <laughs> Just go because he has the healthiest, best food. He yeah. accepts Bitcoin Cash okay. and silver, of course. I paid him with silver. He gave me change in BCH. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. That was great. But he always has the healthiest, best food and the best music. Great. So if you want to feel good, go there. It's also right next to the lounge. So. I'm planning on it. I think tonight's going to be my night to uh, to go and check him out. Of course, Silver Dave, actually our newest co-host, he's doing the other Tuesday nights. You guys are, you and Derek are coming once a once a month on Tuesdays, and so Silver Dave's actually in there uh, on the other Tuesdays, and he's been doing doing a great job. Uh, you're going to stick with us here, sure. All right, more with Stephen Zeiler uh, from HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, and we will continue here from ForkFest 2019 in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is a special alert. For business owners, consultants, coaches, folks planning retirement, entrepreneurs, and anyone who is saving and investing to build a financial future, you are likely aware that financial privacy for most people has recently died a miserable death. And let's face it, without privacy, there really is no security, is there? Bankrupt governments and banks on the verge of collapse are perhaps the biggest threat to your financial future today. 
The Lighthouse Law Club recognizes this and has been working diligently to provide safe, secure, and productive tools to ensure your privacy, your financial security, and your future financial well-being, despite the catastrophes which many people fear are looming ahead of us. Find out more with a variety of free videos on the YouTube channel for Lighthouse Law Club. Just search YouTube for Lighthouse Law Club and secure your future today. It's Free Talk Live. We're here on uh, Sunday, day number four of Fork Fest, part of the New Hampshire Freedom Festival. As uh, Steven Zeiler just pointed out from HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. Make sure you get over there if you want to learn how to accept Bitcoin and other great cryptocurrencies at your business or just personally. Um, as we continue, uh, Derek J., you have replaced Mark Edge. Hey, yes, I'm here at the Freedom Festival. It's great to have you guys on. It's great to have you taking it e- a little easier after the the amount of time and effort spent uh, constructing the Capital Interest Lounge. It was nice to see you relaxing a little bit uh, yeah. last night. So We were taking it easy the yeah. whole time. Were you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's nicer to have more time here to, with which to relax anyway. So For sure. It's, it's less pressure, so longer event. You were here listening as Stephen was kind of talking about his idea behind you know the New Hampshire Freedom Festival concept, which encapsulates both ForkFest and... And the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and I know you. I don't know if it's as much his idea as it no, is the accurate idea. description of. Well, he just said it, so yeah, like. Yeah. But he doesn't own the idea. No, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's not that I invented it; I discovered. Well, somebody it. has to put it out there into the universe. Yeah, and uh, he's, he, right. It yeah. was in the universe, but it wasn't in, in spoken it. word right. yet. Yeah, exactly. The, the festival already was this two-week thing. It just hadn't been. Vocalized, right. Yeah. Well, isn't that what all inventions are? Is just the discovery of a thing that already exists in the universe. Right. Somebody just finally said something about it and figured out that it was there. Right? That's, what, yeah. that's what Mozart said about his symphonies. That exactly. He just discovered them. Yep. So you had something else that you wanted to add to that whole concept or whatever. Yeah. So there's this interesting thing where um, at the campground, it's owned by Roger. Roger's, Roger's campground, by campground. the way. That's owned, where we owned, are. Owned, not owned by Roger. Um, Crosby. Owned by Crosby. It's owned by Crosby, and they have pricing for the spots. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. um, it, it's interesting. They've set the prices, and we don't know what why the prices are the way they're set. Well, or... pr- presumably they're in competition with other campgrounds. Uh, this is the biggest campground in New Hampshire. That's right. Um, by size, by, you know, land mass. And there are other campgrounds that want your business, so I imagine to some extent that's driving prices well, down. But the more, majority of prices here are all the same. The campsites all, all cost the same. And, and Well, there's the tent site price, there's the RV site price, which is higher than the tent site price, and then there's the motel price, which is higher than that. Yes. Yeah, because they come with different amenities Correct. or different sizes. Yeah, and um, often they sell out. And, and interesting thing that the... Porcu- I don't think they've sold out. Porcupine Freedom Festival buys out the whole thing. Um, they buy the whole park? I, th- the, the, I think they buy the right to um, keep out anyone who doesn't have a pork fest ticket. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So they reserve the whole thing, and then they also do this interesting thing where they add an extra, an extra cost tax maybe for some of these nice spots up in the front. What, what they call Agora Alley. Yeah, and it's really interesting what they did. Agora Alley was a natural outspring of um, people wanting to get these spots so that they can make, make the most money. It was right, yeah. and then. Um, the people, the, organi- the organizers said, hmm, there's a pot of gold here. Mm-hmm. Got people making more money here. They're going to be willing to pay more money. So we're going to charge more for these these nicer spots. And what we've seen is that people 
that was a disincentive. It turned people off. Uh, merchants over the years, I mean, having been to many uh, Porcupine Freedom Festivals, became more frustrated with the increased costs. I know Conan, who used to be a co-host on Free Talk Live, still lives in Keene, uh, still friend of the show. He's just busy doing other things right now. But he used to actually uh, vend here until the costs got to the, the point where he was just like, this just isn't worth it for me anymore. Yeah, a lot of vendors are priced out. And not only because the price is too high, they might be willing to pay it for a day or whatever, but um, the cost is increased, not just in, in terms of like the financial cost of you have to pay this much to FSP Inc., but you also have to be here the whole week. Mm-hmm. So there's a restriction. There's where rules. Like, look, you know, this would be worth it to me if I could take just three days out of my life and vend then. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do, but I must vend for, you know, six days or something. Right. It's, 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 it's pretty common where cost. when you're going to one of these events, whether it's the Porcupine Freedom Festival or it's the county fair, it usually comes with a long list of rules mm-hmm. that you have to agree to, and one of those rules is usually you have to be set up by 7 a.m. You know, there's a certain time frame where they open up to where you can start setting up, but you have to be done and open for business by the start of the event, and you have to stay open, like you're saying, for the entire thing. Uh, and the Fork Fest, that doesn't apply. People can just show up and well, do it's really, they want. Well, it's really odd. and um, It's totally understandable. It, it, it's not that odd. It's understandable because it they want their festival to look like it's there the whole time and... Yeah, but the the thing is, it, that, that it can't it can't be better than it is. Like, like people aren't going to sell more things than they can or that they want to. Like they set up, if they don't want to spend all their time there, they're just going to go out away somewhere else and not mm-hmm. vend during that time. Right. Um, well, so, one of the other rules at the you know a lot of these places, I don't know if Porkfest has the same rule, is that you have to have somebody at the table every, you know the whole time. Yeah. Well, this is not how capitalism works. So. No, it's and, a controlled environment. Right. And and it seems in a way that it's, it's a good World. idea. It's like Disney World. It seems like it's a good idea, but... Um, Disney World is it, great. It doesn't allow <laughs> for maximum individual flourishing and, and choices. Well, they've had a lot longer to figure out how to, you know, make it transparent and, and fun for, for people. But there's a lot of rules. You know, if you want to sell there, you've got to jump through hoops, too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and so a way of making these kind of things more efficient and and getting the best... So basically their idea is they want the best people to be in Agora Valley. Sure. Who are there the most and have the incentive to be open all the time, even 24 hours. Yep. Um, So how do we do that? The problem with the pricing structure is that they have a fixed cost. Even though it's higher, it's just a fixed cost and like it's kind of arbitrary. How do we we get the most valuable people in the places that are most valuable? Well, economics has a solution (laughs) for these. Yeah, no, an auction. Right, an auction. So nice. I want to s- explore. Thank you, Rich Paul. Good, very good. Um, in economics, we use auctions all the time to determine how to allocate resources, mm-hmm. and it's really an efficient way of allocating resources. So within the campground, that I think would be if we can devise an auction, the optimal way of getting the most valuable businesses into the most ideal locations. But wouldn't that run up against the problem of centralization, where if you're going to have an auction, then someone would have to run the auction, someone would have to acquire all the, the properties. That's correct, but it's already Rogers that, already it's already that way. Okay. So you're saying Rogers should do the auction? Well, They could make more money if they, they did. They could make more money, because they should be able to charge more for the spots that are more desired, but they don't know how much it's going to be. Sure. Well, as long as the event isn't a sellout, 
then it's not going to be as important. Like if the the whole park isn't as full, then there won't be the same level of demand because you don't need to have Agro Valley. The businesses here that are you know the the people that have set up their their food stands, they're going through word of mouth. Everybody they see you with you, you know somebody sees you with some food. They're like, where'd you get that? Oh, RV site eighty two. They're open right now, and then people go there. They've yeah. been busy, busy, busy over yeah, there. And they're all the way over there. But there's a I think a clear benefit to being closer to where the events are during the Porcupine Freedom. You're just Festival. talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yeah. Okay, so this wouldn't be true for Forkfest, the auction? Well, because that uh, land isn't as valuable during the auction Fest. works That's no matter what, and it helps determine what the prices should be. I see. For all spaces. We don't know if maybe people start bidding up the price of, of campsites over on the other side mm-hmm. of, of, because they're like, you know, we we all want to be away from the, I don't the, know the center. At this point, it may work for Porkfest, but at this point, there's probably not enough people to bid on much of anything. It would be like one bid, and then that would be that would be it. But I'll tell you what, I would bid up the price of the site I'm in. That's the one spot I want. It's a sweet site. Yeah, there's no doubt. I don't want any other spot. And I mean, how much extra comp- uh, complexity would this add to their normal reservation process? Of normally, you call the campground, you're like, "I need to reserve an RV site." Uh, you pick, the, or they pick it for you, or you you pick it if it's available, and then you're done. Now you've got to go into an auction process. What's that going to be like? It sounds like it could be unnecessarily complicated. I don't know if I, I don't know if I were uh, Rich Paul's in the background saying that he's got a solution for it. So maybe we'll uh, get him in here next. I know you've yeah, got somewhere to go, Stephen, but. Um, real quick, what do you want to say? Well, that? I want to say that the, the principles of the auction should be thought about and understood by more people. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't have to be a large-scale thing, but I think it helps us understand how, how to make the incentives such that people will want to put the most valuable things in the right place. Maybe you could start by auctioning what you already know is the most valuable land, right? So during Porkfest, rather than trying to auction the whole campground, just auctioning the Agro Valley Yeah, the portion? first two strips. That'll do it. Those are desirable Or how about this? You, auction, people you auction off the speaking slots. Ooh, now that's okay, an interesting what? idea. So auctions, you're right. Auctions don't work very well when there's not a constrained resource mm-hmm. because or a demand. People don't want to compete. Yeah, right. Well, constraint only happens in the in face of demand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking slots for what? For like, for like what time? Events? Like, oh. the, do you want to be on the main stage or do you want to be on the lo- the smaller stage? Do you want to be right. at the pr- you know prime time or do you want to be the first speech? And so th- this is a difference okay. of, of where no of, one's awake. Th- right. It's a difference of a committee deciding what this is and it's very complex or competition through capitalism and I think it's an interesting idea whether or not you can get the Free State Project board on board with it is a whole other question Steven Zeiler give us 20 years thanks for (laughs) thanks for joining us we're talking more about the Freedom Festivals coming up it's Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2019. You can uh, go to ForkFest.party, learn more about the event, and hopefully you'll join us for ForkFest 2020 and the overarching idea of the New Hampshire Freedom Festival, which contains, as uh, Steven Zeiler was just telling us a few moments ago, uh, contains both ForkFest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And, of course, we didn't talk about this with Steven, but I think he was the first person to come up with the idea of moving ForkFest to after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I don't know about that. I really? Think it's better, yeah, it's better to be bleed all into one festival. Well, no, 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 no. it would still like bleed. Oh, but it should it be after, bleed, you It saying? would bleed the other way. Uh, so, And you right. came up with this independently as yeah, well. Yeah, I came up with it Rich Paul joining us, by the way. Uh, yeah, this is nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And my thinking when, because I came up with the same idea and presented it to Ian also, and the reason, my thinking was if you're on a radio network and you have a hit show and you're bringing in a new show, you put the new show after your hit show so the people 
are watching your hit show will stay tuned and uh, watch. Right. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Right. So this year, uh, as we discussed earlier on the show, before you came in uh, with Roger Paxton, Forkfest is sponsoring the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Cool. What's, but what's going to happen is the people that are showing up at Porkfest that didn't know about Forkfest, because there's probably a good portion of them that, that don't right, know about they're going to be mad they missed it. They missed they're gonna it. They're going to be like, oh. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, next year. friends who are co- already making plans to come to right. the Porcupine yeah. Freedom Festival, but they couldn't make it for, for Forkfest. Because they didn't know until it was too late, and then they can't do anything Ooh. about it because it's over. So next year, that will change if we do it after uh, Porkfest, because right. then people that find out too late can still... You know, change their plans, uh, and they can stay on later if necessary. Plus, because Forkfest is sponsoring the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year, included in that sponsorship is a bag insert. So, in addition to a couple of Forkfest banners that are going to be hung up, like on the VIP tent, Forkfest is the sponsor nice. of the VIP tent. Um, in addition, no, to- yeah, wow, you know that? yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So in addition... That that marks a sea change. Exactly. And so in addition to that sponsorship, you get the bag insert, right? So so the bag insert, sort of historically, people put flyers or stickers or whatever in in the bags. Yeah. But um, in this case, we've got something a little bit different that's going to be going into the bags. I don't know if Steven has seen this yet since he just walked back up here. Let me see if I can get it out of my bag, because I have one of them with me here. This is going to be in every single one of the Porkfest bags. It's a fork, knife, and spoon that says forkfest.party. That's right. And it looks pretty sturdy. Like You could actually use this for camping. You know, someone doesn't supply a plastic fork for you, you're already covered. It's better than every plastic fork you're going to get on the campsite. It is a camp device. This so it's is, really useful. Yeah. And so normally when you get these bags at these festivals or whatever, hey buddy, you're going to Porkfest, you're going to get one of those. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get I don't get one. Steven just uh, tried to swipe it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean they are nice and there's different colors that I've got as well. So, there'll be different colors and so it's a really nice little thing that people are I think a lot of people are going to want to keep this. Did you just luck out with orange mm-hmm. or No, there's orange, there's going to be dark blue, there's going to be like a kind of a dark gray and there might be one other color, but so yeah, a few different wow. colors. Well, a market is going to emerge for right. these people things. are trading yeah. going to be trading the have the you utensils. guys heard about spork fest yes i have oh is that after yeah apparently there are people staying days. after pork fest and calling it spork fest That's i right. think it's a wonderful idea yeah. yeah they haven't seen this yet the more we can <laughs> right. extend this thing because i used to say in the past it could be all year round well, or at least all summer it is for those of us who live in new hampshire right but right i used to say that pork fest was my favorite week of the year mm-hmm. and the only thing that i could wish for more is that it be longer and, and now, now it is, is. Except yeah. it's not Porkfest, it's Forkfest, and it's not organized, it's not centrally no, controlled. No, it's, it's the it's New better. Hampshire Freedom Festival, yeah. and it's now two weeks long, and it's great. Yeah. So, anyway, the idea is the people are going to get this in their bag, and yes. they're going to see the Forkfest URL, and hopefully they'll realize it's a URL, and they'll go to it. Uh, and then they'll learn about Forkfest, and they'll find out when it's going to be next year. So we'll put on the website... Welcome Porkfesters, right? And then it'll say underneath that, it'll tell a little bit about what Forkfest is. I'll probably have like an endorsement from Roger Paxton under right. there. And then, um, you know, it'll, it'll say next year it'll be after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So to give them the heads up that it'll be more accessible in 2020. Mm. So 2020 is going to be, I think, a really, I mean, this was a big year, much bigger than I even expected it to be. Mm. I think 2020 could be the real breakout year where we might see Forkfest attendance, not that we can count it. 
but it may pass. It may surpass uh, the porcupine Frida Festival. Well, at least that's what Stephen predicted. The flippening. Yeah. I'm waiting for yeah, that. Yeah, to there happen. you go. <laughs> By all measurements, this is there's more capitalism here than than I have observed in the past yeah. at, at pork fest events. They're, like. Yeah. Everyone who's here is vending something. They have some well, service. Well, that's the way the good. Porcupine Freedom Festival was at one time until it just got too restrictive on the Agra Valley and it kind of turned uh-huh. some of the vendors off. Well, not only that, I think that the fact that there was like a, a class of mm-hmm. vendor and attendee, mm-hmm. that these two separate classes created in people's minds, at least in my mind, like I'm yeah, not a vendor, not a therefore vendor. I'm going around and I'm buying things from people. But that right. disappeared. I'm a worker, not an entrepreneur. Well, it, it disappeared a lot. <laughs> of opportunity that I might have sold something or I might have had some side hustle while I'm here and now people are doing their side hustle I saw you know a lady selling those glasses um those like lights that you stick into alcohol bottles oh, when you're finished with them, okay. you know, just to make something nice, yeah. productive with it. it. Like people are selling things all over. Yeah, the vendor thing always reminds me of Star Trek, where they have these uh, these Ferengi who are supposed to be, you know, great capitalists and all, but they're the worst businessmen on earth, and you can't do anything without getting permission from the Benegas. So it's like a socialist system, oh, wow. and it's like the the Pork Fest Incorporated has become the Negus, where you. Have have to get their permission to to engage in a business ent- entity, and that's no not good. a good plan. No Can good. I confess something that this sure. capitalist thing has revealed to me? So there are some people, you know, we all like and dislike certain people. Well, there's someone here that I dislike. I dislike this person strongly, mm. but their capitalist uh, experience, they, they nailed it. They nailed what I want. So they are delivering something that I want so badly, I'm You're willing to overlook, and I'm going to do business with them. That's and isn't that the beautiful story of capitalism yeah, and making sure. the world go around? Of these, oh, I don't like these Muslims. Or they're like, I don't like these Chinese people, but oh, oh okay, the I need their product. Really yeah, I'm going to use this. <laughs> so then we yeah. all become friends, and it, it breaks down barriers. Market. It breaks yeah. down barriers, and it's really great. Eventually, con- greed over become, overcomes prejudice. That's, Good for it. That's <laughs> right. And conversely, I've seen this work the other direction, too. It's not, it's not always this way. So I'm friendly with a couple of people who are here who I, I'm vending something. Um, I, you know, I'm throwing a particular party, and I'm, right. I'm giving some exclusivity to it. Right. And so whereas I might hang out with these people and be friendly with them, they can't be my customers. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm saying no. You're not welcome. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So there's certain, you know, business is different from uh, friend relationships, and it's it's okay, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of all uh, on display here. Something else that uh, has been happening here at Forkfest that I'm glad to see, and we knew it was probably going to happen when you let when you let the freedom market go on. Cryptocurrency is widely accepted. I have been spending crypto on almost everything. I don't think I've spent cash except for just now on accident. I spent a dollar on something. But um, but I've been spending crypto this whole time. I've been using my Edge wallet, which is my favorite wallet. That's the one that I use more than any other cryptocurrency wallet. And that was true, by the way, before Edge became a sponsor on Free Talk Live. I use it because it works well. I'm an old school crypto person. But even for brand new users, Edge is the best wallet out there. You can get your copy over at edge.app or just download it from the Google or Apple app stores. It allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, BTC, Ethereum, the Ethereum tokens, Bitcoin Cash, Dash, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, and a bunch more. So head over to edge.app and secure your freedom. They've been building wallets since 2014. Uh, It's edge.app. And one of the things that I think would be cool to see is uh, ForkFest also 
being promoted to the cryptocurrency world, and it's got a perfect name for cryptocurrency people. More coming up. We can talk about that. It's Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Local.bitcoin.com. It's Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2019. You can go to forkfest.party and learn more about the event. Uh, we are here at Rogers Campground on what has uh, been a beautiful day here so far. Sun's been out. The temperature's been nice. Uh, we're sitting here, and uh, I've got shorts and a T-shirt on. Very, very comfortable day today. We've seen uh, quite a range of weather, everything from rainy and cold on day number one, but the rest of the days have been pretty good. Sun's been out most of the time. Got a little bit of rain yesterday toward the end of the day, uh, but uh, it's fun. People have a great time here, and there's more people here this year than there were last year at this time. I would say a lot more people are here this year. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, Crosby, the, uh, the owner of the campground, he was worried when I talked to him uh, a week beforehand and managed to uh, to tell him, I think it's going to be bigger because we heard a whole lot more buzz uh, about the event prior to uh, prior to coming out here to uh, this weekend. And it turns out it is actually bigger. Crosby confirmed that uh, reservations are up. Now, he didn't say how much up, but he seemed very happy. So it seemed like they are up quite a bit. And if Crosby's uh, happy, that's year. a feat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, so it's Ian, Rich, Paul, and Mark here in the uh, our remote studio here today. And uh, Patrick has been around. I haven't seen him yet from Liberty.menu, uh, but the founder of Liberty.menu is uh, is here. I think he's been to every Fork Fest that has happened so far. Uh, Liberty.menu is a great site. In fact, that's where, Rich, you were pretty excited about it when you found it recently. Uh, yeah, it is one of the best. It's it's not quite a Facebook clone, but, mm-hmm. it's, but it's close to it. It is a functioning social media site with events and uh you know it is really well written it is fast it's responsive right um and it's and it's logically set up I'm and it's not just about events it's it. also about promoting your business so if you yeah. have a thing that you do like a whether it's a brick and mortar or just a service you provide you can list your business on this site but it's exclusively exclusively for voluntarists and libertarians people that understand mm-hmm. uh the non-aggression principle and and if you're not within the liberty community you actually aren't welcome on liberty.menu it's only for mm-hmm. those people yeah which is to me that's that's a that's a mixed blessing mm-hmm. um i really enjoy it for what it is because it's a place for for libertarians to meet i'd like to see the same software running to a more general audience because mm. i like to have non uh libertarians to argue with i mean that's the main thing well that's I not use the point facebook of the site for. as you pointed yeah. out it's not trying to do what facebook does yeah exactly it doesn't have groups it doesn't have pages what it mm-hmm. does have is the ability for you to promote your business i guess you could call that a page or whatever your your business and the yeah, information your business about is, is is a page and there can be reviews um, that you can write about the businesses and such and and there mm-hmm. is a social networking where where you can like friend people on the site and there's some conversations that can be had that way but that's where uh mm-hmm. fortfest has its if there's anything that's a Official for Forkfest, it's that the event has been created on Liberty.menu. So once again, everybody, 
at Forkfest kind of does their own thing. So there's like a Forkfest website, there's a Telegram chat, there's the calendar, there's Liberty.menu's event. So all these things are created by different, you know, individuals who are involved in this this group. And it's mm. a great way to have an event listing and, and find out who's going to go. Yeah, I, re- I really like the site. It's well done. So check it out at Liberty.menu, and you can use code FTL on your profile, and you get a listener badge uh, as a Free Talk Live listener, because it's free to use the site, so we can't give you a discount. It's it's free. Right. Uh, so get on over there if you, yeah, you, know, you can have uh, whatever percentage. 50% off. Yeah, whatever percentage you want off of free. Yeah, right. 50% a thousand, off. A thousand percent off. Oh, wait, yeah, we can't do that. You uh, can if the price is zero. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out, uh, Liberty.menu, as we can... T- as we- uh, continue here. This is uh, Free Talk Live at uh, ForkFest. So we were talking just a moment ago about ForkFest 2020, you know, what might be coming up in the future, discussing with uh, Stephen Zeiler and, and Derek Jay about Stephen talking about this whole concept of the New Hampshire Freedom Festival, which would His encompass 2020 both, vision, if yeah, you will. Yeah, uh, which would <laughs> encompass both uh, the Porcupine That's Freedom funny. Festival and, and ForkFest. Uh, which is cool. We also discussed moving ForkFest to after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and I feel like mm-hmm. that seems like something that should probably happen. What do you think the advantages of that are? Uh, well, the biggest advantage from my point of view, and I, I was one of several people who came up with the idea, is my thinking was if you have a radio show that's a hit and you want to put on a new radio show and get it audience, you put it after your hit so that people stay tuned. You're right. And yeah. there's a lot of people who come to Porkfest who just don't want to leave when it's over. Having Porkfest there gives them the opportunity to maybe stay a couple of weeks and think about how am I going to move to New Hampshire right now? Because, right. I mean, a lot of the movers to New Hampshire have been people who came to Porkfest and just didn't go home. Yeah, so that's it. That's one of the reasons, and uh, I think it's an interesting idea. It was one of the things that was discussed before all this started was, well, should Somalia Fest, a.k.a. Forkfest or whatever, happen before or happen after? And I guess the idea initially was that it was going to be small, and but it has grown, and people have shown an interest, so now it makes sense to kind yeah. of move it uh, yeah. afterwards. The other so. thing that I'd say is that uh, Porkfest weather is more marginal, because yeah. and and being two weeks later in the year, I think warmer. would give us a much warmer week and probably a less rainy week. Although I'm not as sure the about the rain's going to be hit and miss every time, but uh, the warmth yeah. will likely be a factor. Yeah. Well, and and if the rain is just an hour here and there, which is what it's been this weekend, it's really not bad. I right. I was never oh god, what am I going to do in the rain? Yeah, it's never been miserable. I mean, the first day was pretty yeah. was pretty bad, but again, you know, you can't control those sorts of things. I do agree with you; yeah. it likely be warmer two weeks from now. And And uh, there's the possibility, and it it depends on what Porkfest decides to do with next year's event. Because normally the Porcupine Freedom Festival is like most of the last week of spring, and it kind of just crosses into summer at the very end of -hmm. the festival. So next next year, they'll either get to do the full last week of spring or Mm -hmm. the full first week of, uh, of summer based on how the weeks sort of fall. Uh, in 2020. So if they do the first, uh, if they do the last week of spring, then we'll have you know plenty of time after that. But if they do mm-hmm. the first week of summer, Forkfest would then run through July 4th at that point. And, and that would be nice because there's July 4th fireworks. And they have an epic, we talked to Crosby about this yesterday, they have an epic hour plus long fireworks 
like pro level fireworks mm-hmm. show apparently that they do here every year. So how cool would it be? It wouldn't yeah. happen every year, but uh, but you know, very least it may happen on occasion that we would cross into that fireworks yeah. show. Or even if it's one day or two days short, you can you always ex- stay, stay longer around. if you want yeah. to. And yeah. you know, eventually, I love the idea of just colonizing this campground, getting <laughs> enough people who have year round spots in this campground that you know we form a critical I know. mass. I know and Mark loves that idea. Village. He thought about buying this campground once. Well, that would be a step on the way to buying. It would be a way of bootstrapping the buying of the campground by moving people in, getting a vested interest, building a community and an economy so that people who don't have jobs can move here and have something to do. You know, and Porkfest every year develops its own economy, but a week-long economy is a weak economy because <laughs> you don't have time to adjust and put in the things that are missing. Yeah. You know, it has to be a year a year-round economy in order to find, in order to even approach the optimals in terms of producing what the people it want. It would be amazing if this could go. This place could be occupied for an entire year. Well, uh, not- and not just that, make it a spiritual retreat owned by a church so it isn't paying taxes. And that may get it around the restrictions, because apparently New Hampshire, as yeah. live free or die as it is, doesn't allow campgrounds around during wintertime. But this isn't reason. a campground. This is a spiritual retreat. This is where right. the faithful gather to, to celebrate. <laughs> All of that's First Amendment protected. I love it. I yeah. love it. There's good and we come here to have visions, because I'm a prophet. Mm-hmm. So have some uh, LSD, too. Go ahead, bro. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Any thoughts on that, Mark, the whole uh, what, uh, takeover what I concept? I, I think that uh, it could be done. I've looked at the financials on it, and uh, it's not impossible. I've uh, talked to people to encourage them. It's not going to be me because it's a lot of work. Uh, running a campground. Running a campground. And this is the biggest campground in New Hampshire. Maybe and you could hire a guy. Maybe, probably. Because there are a lot of people around who have no capital but would love to be doing something like that. Yeah, well, you're... <laughs> are you good at mowing lawns? Because there's a lot of lawn mowing. There's lawn mowing I'm to be done. I'm good at mowing lawns, but I'm better at hiring people. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the thing is, I like what I've been an executive in the past, so mm-hmm. I'd usually do things by paying other people to, to do, do them. them. And and that's kind of it fits with the computer programmer motif. I make these things and I send them off into the world to do things. And then I start working on the next problem. Um, yeah, of course, you have to keep keep an eye on them and make sure that the things you've sent them off to do are getting done. And you've got the that's right people. part of the problem is managing people. Yeah. And uh, it's, it, it can be uh, it can be frustrating yeah. because I'm the kind of person who wants to know everything that's going on. So I know if it's being done right or not, because you yeah, know, you're a, you're a one man show. That's, that tends to be how I do things. because It's hard to find good help. Hey, so hold that thought. We can continue here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2019 and more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2019, as we are on day number four of this five-day event. Uh, tomorrow is the last full day of ForkFest. So if you're in New England and you can get up here, you'll want to come up and, and hang out because there's a cool bunch of people up here. And then stick around for the Porcupine Freedom Festival that starts on Tuesday and goes through the following Sunday. So there's still plenty of time to come up and spend time with some of the best libertarian folks you'll ever encounter. Uh, and uh, it's Ian here. And Mark. And Tim Condon joining us. Hey, Tim. Sure enough. How are you doing, Ian? Good. We've had John here and there uh, over the last year to uh, do a little guest co-hosting with us here in Keene. And it, this is your first time at ForkFest. That's correct. Right. Now, you go all the way back to the founding of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which wasn't called the Porcupine Freedom Festival when it was founded, was it? Well, yeah, it was. I, I put it on when, when nobody else in the uh, leadership of the Free State Project uh, wanted to do so because everybody was exhausted. We had just had the vote 
to choose the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Hampshire won, and then we had a we had a big uh, press conference in New York City on. But October. wait a minute, wasn't it called something else? I thought it was called Escape to New Hampshire the first. First oh, that time. was that was before the New Hampshire was chosen. Were you not involved with that one? I was I was present at it, but ah. I was not involved in putting it on. That was an effort by people in New Hampshire, freedom-oriented people and libertarians in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I believe they were called the New Hampshire Mafia. Is that correct? Yeah, but that was <laughs> one of the things we called them. They were trying to get the vote in the by the Free State Project, which was coming up, to be to to pick New Hampshire. Which is kind of interesting. So they had because, a little festival to promote New Hampshire. Yes, yes. Come on, come on up here to uh, Rogers Campground. How many people a, were there? Oh, but man, it was a pretty good number of people. I would say there were several hundred at least. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good. And, and I met I met people there that are that are still in New Hampshire or that have passed on. Lloyd Danforth was there. Tony right. Stalick was there. A whole bunch of people. Were you guys there? No, no, no. we yeah. didn't come up until after we moved. Okay. In 2006, so our first year at Porkfest was 2007. So you founded the original Porkfest the I first did. year of that. I did. Uh, after we had the uh, had the vote, which was really exhausting, we had, we reached 5,000 people who had signed the uh, the the uh, uh, intent to move to New Hampshire or move to some state. Um, in 2003, and after we finished the vote, it was quite difficult because we had to make sure that it was clean and we had to make sure everything was verified and the voters were voters and there was no fraud and things like that. Uh, and then we had a we had a press conference in New York City on October 1st, 2003, to announce the state. Mm-hmm. Jason Sorens was there, the the board of directors was there, and I was there, and we unrolled in the announcement the state mm-hmm. flag of New Hampshire uh, and announcing it. Well, then. After that, the state you know, flag of New Hampshire isn't exactly the most standoutish flag out there. No, I mean, with the uh, you know, say Florida flag or uh, even uh, Texas or California, you know which flag you're looking at right off the bat. But yeah. with New Hampshire, you're looking at a flag like oh, I don't know, another ten states it's that basically kinda, have this uh, seal on a blue blanket. It's kind of pedestrian, you know. We have to admit that that's <laughs> that's true. Anyway, after the after the announcement, we were all exhausted. Everybody in the leadership of the Free State Project and I said, "Hey, let's have a big bash this coming summer in 2004 in uh, New Hampshire, uh, just and then we'll have it in the same campground where Escape to New Hampshire was held." Well, that's how we found out about Rogers right. Campground. And everybody told me, "said Get out of here, you know. We're tired, you know. We've been busting our buns for a long time." No, nah, no, nah, let's not do it. And I said, all right, as libertarians would do, I said, all right, screw you guys. I'll get do my anyway. group of friends together. <laughs> my own we'll, event. We'll put it together. And this time it'll be fun. No, it's <laughs> still Port a Fest was the project. first schism, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, the name of the uh, of the event was the first annual Free State Porcupine Freedom, Freedom Festival. Festival. And night on the barricades. Ah, that is, you were saying that earlier. The night. Yeah, what on the is the night on the barricades? That's thing? a that's a literary illusion. If you read, if you've ever read John Steinbeck in his book yep. Cannery Row, there's yep. a there's a scene where they have this outrageous party where, mm-hmm. you know, half of the waterfront is all torn up and the cops are in on it and everybody's there and everybody's yelling and screaming and having a wonderful party, and that's what I that's what I wanted the, the uh, pork fest to be like, a night on the barricades, a real party. 
And now that you're here for your very first Fork Fest, mm-hmm. the uh, the alternative festival, the decentralized festival that sprung from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Three years now. After many, yeah, this is the third year. After many thought that uh, Pork Fest had become too centrally controlled and too yep. managed. Yep. Um, what are your feelings as somebody who was back there for the original days of Pork Fest, seeing this festival now? How does it compare? How's the vibe? What do you think? Well, the vibe we have right here and right now in the Fork Fest is very much like the the early Pork Fest that we had. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a party. It's a get together, talk to everybody, have a grand old time. You know, drink, drink beer, drink wine. Uh, we had uh, back then a, what's called a Circle of Liberty. We had a fire down there in the on the uh, the, uh, the declivity, but by the pavilion. Yep. And everybody got around and was shouting and yelling at each other and threatening, threatening to hit each other over the head with sticks. Oh, it was a great time, you know. <laughs> no, no problem at all. The Free State Project, though, since then has gotten much more formalistic, and it's a much more powerful and well-funded organization. And they have decided to be to take a attack toward a more Family-oriented, family-oriented uh, outlook, and to to get and people, that's fine. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that at all. You won't find me criticizing the Free State Project, but the genius of the Fork Fest is that people say, "Well, you know, we don't like the fact that that uh, Ian uh, Freeman got got banned, or or uh, Chris Cantwell got banned, or Pokerface, the the rock and roll band, got banned. So we're going to go ahead and have our own party that harkens back to the original ideal." of uh, the pork fest. I think it's just great. I'm really enjoying it. Well, good. I'm, uh, that's a huge endorsement coming from the uh, the founder, the creator of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, because sometimes the things that we create, once we let them go and they get into the hands of a board, they become completely different animals, don't they? Yeah, that can happen. But uh, like I say, the Free State Project is heading in a direction that's going to help the liberty movement in, in New Hampshire and the pork fest is also going to uh, do, do, do the same yeah, thing. more choices and, yeah. a, and an excuse for people to come spend more time uh, here in New Hampshire. I presume you're going to stay for Pork Fest, right? You're staying yes, through. I am. I'm yeah. staying on through. But uh, i got to say that I don't like the name Pork Fest. Because, really? Yeah, because well, I'm deaf. I have hearing aids in both ears. Pork Fest and Pork Fest, to me, sound Well, that's why same. we've been calling Pork Fest the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We've been giving it its long name again and referring to them in that way. Oh, so really? It's easier okay. to tell the difference there. Okay. Hey, let's talk briefly about your book, uh, you just handed us some flyers for these, and it looks uh, interesting. It's called Algernine or Algernine? No, Algerine. Algerine. Thank Algerine you. Algerine Onyx is the author. That's a nom de plume. Oh, and the, the book name is... of the book is Akron Kindness. I see. And, and what is it? What, give us a summary. What yeah, is give this me book the lowdown here. Well, it's a science fiction novel. If you if you like uh, reading science fiction, you're going to love this. And if you're a freedom oriented uh, science fiction reader, you're going to double love it. Basically, uh, several years ago, I, I'm, I was a lawyer. I'm recently retired, but several mm-hmm. years ago, I got a call from an entity that was actually an alien, uh, not a south of the border alien, an alien from outer space, that wanted me to be its literary executor or literary representative. And I said, "Look, I don't, I don't, I didn't know at that time it was an alien." I said, "Look, no, I don't do that kind of stuff." But it was very, very insistent. Not that kind of lawyer. No, I just said I'm not that kind of lawyer, but it was real insistent. said, look, we know, I, I know you're good. I know you're the person for this. Basically, as time went on, you know, I told, I told it, I said, come on into the office. Let's meet. He says, I can't. I said, what do you mean? You're on the phone. Are you in another state? He says, no, I'm not a, in a, a biological corporeal existence. Hmm. These aliens are, are what are called transitioned intelligences which are sub-microscopic, sub sub-atomic uh, particles 
that have the the computing power and the thought power of a you know a thousand quantum computers. So I, as I got to know it, uh, I found out that it wanted to be a storyteller for human beings. Huh. Now it's it's originally of the species Acheron. The Acherons are a, a interstellar alien species that come from a star system in the Pleiades cluster, yeah, maybe 415, 420 uh, light years from Earth. And one of them came by, uh, was in the neighborhood, traveling traveling through space, and caught uh, picked up some of our light emissions and electronic emissions, and came to investigate. And what it came and saw horrified it. <laughs> human beings. Well, can I use bad language? No. I'm there. I can't Sorry. say human beings suck. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> they've they've found they're messy that, monkeys. They've found that human beings have two characteristics that they're just appalled by. These are awful, awful characteristics. And uh, can you imagine what those two characteristics are? One, uh, I don't uh, know. one is the, the the drive for power. We love power. Mm-hmm. Human beings have always loved power. I mean, that's where war comes, wars come from. That's where dictatorships come from. That's where the state comes from. There's always people that make it their point in life to get, to harness power and then use it against their fellow human beings. Akrons don't like that one bit. Okay, and the other one was like chewing with your mouth open? No, the other one is uh, is uh, the truth is not in you. You know, there's a reason the Ten Commandments, one of the the, the, the Ten Commandments says stop gotta lying. We've got to wrap this up in stop like 20 lying. seconds. All right, well, it says stop lying, and then, but, but if it had been only those things, they would have passed this by. Otherwise, they said... Uh, Otherwise, you'll have to read the book. Akron Kindness at Amazon.com. Akron Kindness. We'll see you tomorrow for the final episode of Free Talk Live from ForkFest. Go to ForkFest.party, learn more about the event, and FreeTalkLive.com is our site. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com